Aloha! Podcast The Ride is doing its first live show August 9th in Sherman Oaks, California in a beautiful abandoned sports authority with special guest Tony Baxter. Can you believe... I still kind of can't believe it, you two. Yeah. I can't believe it, It's yes. our hero who we've talked about on most episodes and a guy I've been obsessed with since I was 10 years old and he did all my favorite things and we're going to talk to him in front of people. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to be embarrassing for us, but also hopefully sweet. So, like, please come out. Like, yeah. this is going to be a fun... It's 10 bucks. I mean, come on. Gotta do it. And you'll get to see this amazing gallery of the collection of Richard Kraft, who we're also going to talk to as all this. You get to take photos with Dumbo cars and uh, monorail innards mm-hmm. and... Uh, <laughs> gears. I, gears, probably, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, with severed limbs from sea serpents from the uh, submarine voyage. I don't know exactly Rocket what's there. Jets. It's things like that. The so you, exhibition is free and is running for most of the month of August. Tickets for separate events, like our show, again, $10, or there's a signing with the artist Shag. Paul Shearer is doing a show. Alan Menken is doing a show at the end of the month. This is starting to sound desperate. Yeah. I think we should ease off the throttle and just let people oh, okay. enjoy going to our site. Good look in the show description. You're going to come. It's going to be chill. You're mm-hmm. going to have a great time. And now you're going to have a great time listening to our regular episode. Warning. The following podcast may contain neck damage, heel turns, and an aggressive look at Houston's astral world with guest Nick Mundy. Grab your cool teen friends. It's podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, hosted by three guys who in high school did way less coming out and socializing than the grim grinning ghosts. Uh, join, um, like they come out and socialize. What's that? What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, joining us, I'm, hey, I'm Scott Gardner, and uh, joining me as always, Mike Carlson. Hey, yeah, those ghosts partied hard, and I did not. Yeah, they, they know over 900 other ghosts. Yeah, and That's they saying a lot. They're like they rode bikes. They they did a lot of fun. They popped up behind gravestones, headstones, and and yeah, they had a. They knew I, girls. They girl knew, ghosts. Yep. They were real cool, and I was not real cool. Yeah, I bet another ghost admirer is Jason Sheridan. Hi. Yeah, I well, I love those ghosts. Uh, I I don't know. I was reasonably social, and then there would be times where it's like I wouldn't leave the house all, all right. weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and when I did, I usually had a handwritten list of what comics were coming out and on what dates, just so I didn't miss anything. You had a handwritten list, really? Yeah. Sure. Huh? Because I would uh, look. I had it all up here in my brain. I never wrote it down <laughs> what still. comics I was getting. I uh, knew on Wednesday. I knew which date the Uncanny X Men would come out, and I would just know, and then I would go there. That's true. Some years I had subscriptions, so they would just come to my house. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had to, I had subscriptions too for a few months, but they would come after the release date. Usually the comic after stop, the release comic date. Store, yeah. And I hated that. So I canceled my subscription because I could not wait for the new issues. Yeah, that that was annoying. I mean, nowadays people would be up in arms because I think if you like pre-order like a new release video game, it arrives the day right. it comes out. So right? yeah, that was unacceptable. Uh, how did you guys order your comic books? <laughs> um, I'll, you guys keep uh, no, no, going we're without we're me. Done. Uh, we don't have to talk. When about, I was in about detention, I was bored and I asked my like the kid sitting next to me if I could read his. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. 
Hmm, that makes cool. sense in character. That was the voice of. <laughs> I don't even know what that means exactly. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was the voice of a highly anticipated guest. We're so excited he's here. He's finally here from the Team Tiger Awesome Show podcast from Conan and the Rock's best friend. It's Nick Mundy, ladies and gentlemen. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Hello, yeah, thank you, thank for, coming. you for coming. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm a little like... under the weather, so I apologize if I sound nasally. But I'm sure you guys can run a filter through that and. and yeah, I'll that. clean that up in post. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, just like more more bass or higher. I guess maybe both. Whatever. The, I'm not even entirely the sure these microphones are plugged in. So. Uh, yeah. This um, is just we're luring you to hang out with us. And we're pretending we're recording it. That's we how think this if works. it's an official enough reason, he'll come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know why I said that. I think I'm like uh, that you because it, it, it felt like a it felt like a mild bully move. Like, hey, let me hey, let dweeb. me read your comic. Hey, dweeb, give me your comic. No, book. it wasn't a bully move. It was just like, <laughs> hey, I'm bored. What are you reading? Let me that, read it. To me, reads as like business person on a commuter train. Like, uh, excuse me, are you uh, reading the sports section? No, it wasn't I, that nice. But you? it was like, <laughs> yeah, hey, no. like I want to read it too. But would you take it? No. Did you ever take stuff from like dweebs in high school? No, I never picked on dweebs. I picked on the popular kids. Okay, we're, so hmm. you were like kind of in the middle. Yeah, I was just kind of for the last two years of high school, like, like a burnout. Okay, but do you have like a good group of friends, or was it you? Yeah, alone? no, I had a good group of friends. Okay, yeah. and they were all burnouts, or they were yeah, like a we mix were all, of kids. Yeah, it was like mostly burnouts. Okay, so you would harass cool kids. <laughs> I didn't harass anyone. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, like you would you would goof on the popular kids. Sure. And it was kind of like you were a Robin Hood. You were stealing the coolness I never, like, I from. I didn't bully. I made some jokes. <laughs> it's like. Just because I remind you of all of your bullies collectively. <laughs> I also avoided uh, not just bullies, but all people so thoroughly in high school that I think I, I maybe I put you on the bully end of the spectrum because I don't know any better. I was gregarious. Yeah, <laughs> that seems true. And, I you know, that. talked like Beavis. So, oh, really? Well, no, just like inadvertently. But oh, okay. it was like, uh, let me see that comic book. <laughs> Is that like the cartoon? So you were like the Pauly Shore character from a Goofy movie? More or less, yes. Huh. Mm. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, which I didn't watch until like a year ago because my oh. wife made me. Who that was just Pauly Shore crap. play in a oh, Goofy movie? The friend? Pauly Shore. The guy who sounds like <laughs> yeah. Pauly Shore? Who says, like, I haven't Buddy. seen it since I was a kid. I gotta rewatch that. He's, uh, cheese, the cheese whiz. He does, there's oh, a the bit, cheese guy. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that line is in it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but Goofy movie, of course, has the best Disney song, which is uh, the I Power Line song? Yeah, Power Line. What did you think yeah. having not... Uh, grown up with it because it seems like there is like a there's been this groundswell of people I feel like everybody was quiet about how much they love the Goofy movie and it is just it is back full force at this point it's a cultural phenomenon that completely passed me by mm -hmm. yeah and right it's just shit <laughs> Do you, oh, you didn't like it? It sucks. Oh, okay. Huh. Oh, these are I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. You're bullying our audience already. Who no, I just, I just like, look, if you like it, cool. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to get all Carlson Last Jedi on it, but uh, <laughs> I just edit half hour tangent from podcast. <laughs> all right, we're back. So you were saying about Goofy movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, you, I, it didn't. Uh, it, did, it didn't click. I mean, yeah, it just I missed a lot of stuff out like when I was a kid because my parents were never like. 
hey, here's like a Disney movie. Here's like a cartoon. Mm. I remember the day before fourth grade, my dad was like, hey, I rented two movies and there were Total Recop and Robocop 2. Total Recop? I mean, Total Recall and <laughs> Robocop 2. Kick-ass merger, though. You were yeah. just all yeah. cool like action films from day one, it sounds yes, like. Yes, that's all I had. Because my grandmother also had HBO and she would tape every movie. And so she had this like unauthorized library of every single Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude wow. Van Damme, oh, Chuck nice. Norris. So like, so just ultra violence. Then. Yeah, like she a would. Bit of- yeah, class of 1999, uh, day of the prayer of the roller boys. Um, it would be like <laughs> wow. this completely organized. Oh yeah, no, check out prayer of the roller boys. Do you not know about <laughs> what a title? The post-apocalyptic no. movie that takes place in 1999 about Corey Haim oh. taking down a white supremacist roller gang. I have never heard of this. Oh my god! Not I even was busy heard watching of it the Goofy all. movie. So we're, yeah, we're all watching a Goofy movie, and you're watching Prayer, Prayer of, of the, the Roller, Roller Boys. Cybercop. What um, was the one that you made me watch, and I fell asleep during it? No retreat, no surrender. No retreat, no surrender. Where I really felt like mm-hmm. I disappointed you. That this was is like your your like philosophical core movie. Yeah, that was a Karate Kid ripoff. Where instead of Mr. Miyagi, it was Bruce Lee's ghost. Whoa, weird. And Jean Claude Van Damme was the Russian bad guy. No retreat, no surrender is what I say when I get to the buffet portion, uh, the dessert portion of a buffet. <laughs> like, I'm already probably too full. I shouldn't have more than just like one bite, and I still come back with a dinner plate full of treats. Because you paid. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to get the most out of your Well, I also don't know what you're going to like, so I got to sample everything uh, before a, I see. A quick note uh, there was one time when you were working this old job, and I went over and I was like, hey, do you want to have lunch? And you were like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, why don't we? It would be funny if you go to that hometown buffet, and you were like, I don't want to spend eight dollars. Uh, <laughs> I, I like, think I more Why just didn't want to take Sheridan? the time. <laughs> That's why well, we do that a little bit on the show. But yeah, he's like the heartthrob of the show. I agree. Everyone I likes am the heartthrob. The yeah. internet response has yes. certainly been that Jason is the scene stealer. And hey, the Jason, star. remember that time you couldn't afford my, stuff? My uh, yeah. <laughs> he had a job. It was I eight dollars. Yeah. You should see what he would spend on a dessert. Okay, alone. Speaking of bullying, what was that? I'm a little. I'm a heel on this show. Often, I feel like the jerk. I'm the one who was yelling at you guys about the amount of days to spend That's in Tokyo. True. I've been trying to cool it ever since. <laughs> that was a real wake up call for me. We all disagreed about how many days are the optimal amount to spend at the Tokyo Disney Resort. You see, Nick, <laughs> what's, what's the fight. optimal amount? Well, the fans have spoken, I think, and they resoundingly, I think, agree with Jason that four days is the amount of days. Scott believes it's two, which everyone, except for maybe one person, says is insanity online. I said three. That's what we we were planning to do. Did more than three people weigh in on this? I believe like six people weighed in. I would say around six. It wasn't three. It was was six. six. The overwhelming majority. Overwhelming majority. It is deafening. It's a Yes, we can. Four days. It's a sample. Ample size in my mind. So this is my last Jedi, <laughs> but I want to go. I'm excited to How go. How many days do you want to go? I think two is plenty. One day for one park <laughs> and you're, you've done the parks. Hmm. There's two parks. Do you, you don't parks, know, not knowing much. No, uh, I, mean, I know what's the conversion rate from like, like Disneyland to Tokyo. If Disney. you're talking money, I what? mean, it's just a ho- extra hotel room because it's only, I think, you know, yeah, 30 extra bucks or something of, for so the no, third like day. If Disney is like 100 bucks, how much is like Tokyo it's Disney America? I think it's, it's like 60 60 to 60 70 because it's subsidized bucks. by the Japanese oh, well, government. I mean, I would only do two days, but I can see why Carlson would do four if it's that 
if it's that and, amount of money. And and now, is this insanity that he says two days? Uh, yes, it's upsetting because <laughs> here, it's Tokyo. No, no, for me, we're not going to get like, Fair enough, fair enough. For no, you, yes. No, no, for me, two days, but yes. For some nerd but for you, yeah, I can see why you would want to go four or five days. Tokyo Disney is supposed to be the best theme park in the world. That's all I'm saying. Look, let's just compromise and admit that this makes for awful broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> to relitigate the same issue yeah. over and over again. Oh, with I think no the reason point, it's like a catchphrase. It's a uh-huh. recurring uh, oh, plot. Okay, well, when you frame it like that, yeah, sure. you're opening ninety minute, you know, play around. Yeah, or play around. Or play. <laughs> uh, you know, comedy is play. I say as I load the barrel of the gun into my mouth. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, you know these kinds of recurring arguments about days to spend at resorts. Uh, this is the kind of fun that you, Nick Mundy, made possible. Yes. And allow me to explain the backstory. This is a crucial piece of the, the backstory of this podcast that I don't think people know. And you, uh, feel free to give me your sure. version of these events, uh, Mike. But in my <laughs> we mind... We have four people. We have enough to do a full Rashomon of how this... <laughs> you mean a full Arrested Development season four? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> just supplanted Rashomon. Uh, okay, so it, in my mind, the, the backstory of this podcast is that uh, uh, Nick, you were doing a, a podcast for a different network and a different network than no network, which yes. is what we're on. And you just you went to Mike and said, "Hey, Duder, do a theme park podcast. Theme park podcast. It's a home run. Do it. Get it off the ground." And so, and then we and then it yeah, ended up. That sounds accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I assume with a "Hey, Duder." <clears throat> yeah, no, um, I don't know if you call me Duder. I don't think you call me that. But other than that, it's very accurate. By the end of this show, I hope you'll feel familiar enough yeah, please to call me that start doing it because yes my memory is pretty similar it was jason and i well, think no, well, the reason i probably don't call you duder is because like uh you're probably gonna like after i do it like he you, you like go up to sheridan like yeah money called me duder uh, I, don't know why I, did it. Uh, I don't get it uh, <laughs> i'm gonna bully you behind your back <laughs> i don't know why i did it. it's weird uh it's uncomfortable uh does he I'm know okay with dude Duder. isn't spelled with an R? Uh... I think I would be fine with that nickname. Right. I think it would be fine if you called <laughs> All right, Duder, tell me your side of the story. Uh, it's pretty similar. I believe Jason and I were over watching wrestling, and I think you were like, uh, yeah, hey, uh, you guys should do the theme park, theme park podcast. And you were, I was like, oh, yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah, uh, do it. And we could ask God, do it. you should, you should do it. And I was like, ah, does anybody really want to hear this? Does anyone care about this? Like, there's a lot of theme park podcasts where you're like, no, 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 you should just do it. Do it. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Come on. It's a home run. It's a home run. That's what I remember. Like, oh, yeah, I guess. And like, I was thinking about it, and like, because you were so insistent I was like yeah I, I bullied you into doing something good yes yeah. that is what that is what happened that's what happened and this is that's what I'm not complaining to, to say something you did it seems like a bullyish statement that's how we became friends I believe sure yeah. hey Duder, we're friends now we're hanging out yeah come over uh, um, and then four years of just apologizing to your wife for <laughs> drunken antics that were we're just silly. We're silly antics. Like <laughs> that's the thing. Nothing bad ever happened. You just like spoke at like three times. No, what's the opposite of three times speed? You uh, oh, yeah. you spoke at a third speed. Probably the first five times you yeah. met. Hey. Aaron, <laughs> dude, so, but nothing bad was said yeah, at this yeah. slow uh, pace. So I met you after it's you just were bad impressions. <laughs> so yeah. I met you after you were like a reformed. You're like a reformed party boy. Would you say that? Uh, as I'm wearing a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt and cargo shorts and Tom's a more mature party an boy. Maybe? Yes. You've uh, matured yeah, into yeah, your party I've, uh, boy. I've uh, you pick your spots to, to be a party age, boy. Yeah, yeah. You just but yeah, I, yeah. 
I think party boy might have been a description that uh, I've been referred to as okay. at sure. different points in my sure. life. Right. Um, but, you know, you you pointing at things and making them happen has only led to good. Oh, that's another one. I think on our on your bachelor party, uh, I think you, I, I work a lot with you, Nick, and, and you have a, uh, this uh, this guy, Clint, uh, part of Team Tiger Awesome, yeah. directs you a lot of things, too. And I think you, you, you pointed at both of us and then squished us together <laughs> and said, you two, be one person. You are one now. Uh, that's a moment that occurred. Yeah, this is all true. These are all true accounts of, uh, of things that have happened. Yeah, I'm I, sorry that one we couldn't make happen. We talked about it and we couldn't figure out how to actually fuse. Mm. Uh, but we, we discussed logistics and tried to make it occur. This all sounds very, very accurate. No, uh, I just thought, like, look, you guys have this interesting love affair of theme parks. Mm -hmm. And it's always, it's helped me because, you know, I had my nieces in town a couple months ago and mm -hmm. and Carlson made we got everything done in 12, 14 hours, no, 14 hours. Yeah, because of the well, the pass that the like, max pass. And then as soon as I was like, the max pass is great. Carlson was like, Scott doesn't like it. <laughs> Start causing controversy. Scott doesn't like the Max Pass. Well, this, let's let here. Let's keep relitigating everything. But it was great. Happened. I'm pro We've Max Pass. Yeah, I'm yeah. not anti Max Pass. I don't. I get. I glaze over when logistics and, uh -huh. and lines and gaming the system is is talked I love about. It. It's I gave the shit out of the system. No, it was like it makes a, a world of sense to do. There'd be no reason to not uh, do Max Pass unless, of course, you're just going to the park to drink uh, white wine and go on one ride and then leave. No, yeah, no, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> Uh, no, but like Carlson almost like hacked the planet and I looked like a hero in front of my nieces. We're, yep. like, We're going on this again? Yeah! <laughs> You're not the only one also who has... I, there are people on Twitter for sure have... I think you have exposed people to this this Max Pass situation mm. who are listening to the show. Well, that's so you've good. done a world of uh, no. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I thought it was like really interesting. You guys, you know, go to... Uh, it's like you guys go to Disneyland like I would go to Islands. Sure. <laughs> Even more and than you guys you would go, go to islands. We also go to islands, though, <laughs> yeah. too. So. Uh, and I was like, well, you guys should do it. And then maybe it'll distract you from, you know, you complaining about Last Jedi and Scott mm -hmm. complaining about this people on deadline getting jobs. <laughs> this was... <laughs> this oh, was, no. Oh, Sorry. That was, that was getting roasted That here. was meaner than... Uh, I'm happy uh, for every single person on deadline.com. Uh, <laughs> this was before... Uh, I, I, would, I would watch that. <laughs> I would, uh, That's also a podcast. There's some Scott negative stories on there too Scott. no if I you're would, hired uh, or fired i'm i'm pro pro everyone i'm just glad to see you up there um, scott I really love when that chase dude from lethal weapon the tv show got fired oh that's right um yep Loves good luck firing. you're free now chase oh yeah but he got replaced by sean william scott i'm happy to see that guy which i work very okay uh, that guy just, seems if fun. you don't know me uh i'll just let you like a good way to know who i am i'm very excited for sean william scott <laughs> to join the lethal weapon tv show <laughs> that's a step up that's a very yeah, good step good. up well that's nice I, that's nice for him no yeah. and i thought you guys just podcast and it's successful and it's all to you well it's all to sheridan and mm -hmm. uh sure i didn't i didn't know sheridan they at call the time. me the funny mm -hmm. one I didn't know uh, Sheridan that's at the time. So. <laughs> and then you guys are doing it. Yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah. Hey, we're very, we're very thankful for this, yes. this, this pointing at and, and demanding, and sure. uh, um, you know, and we didn't end up on on the the podcast network that that you were talking about because it was important to us uh, to be on a podcast network that collapsed in three months. We were really, really specifically <laughs> yeah. in the market yeah. for one that would uh, be uh, uh, decimated and absolved, and that and that worked out well. Yep. And, uh, and and here we are now and the cycle of life 
continues. You're here. You're in Mike's apartment, even though there is no wrestling event. Unless there is later today. You no, not, no today. not this weekend. Not the, on, the, on the weekend. We'll talk about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There so will be a post uh, podcast. Do you want to use our equipment and record for your uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, we all need to help each other so, out. So we just, if listeners, if you like our podcast, thank Nick Mundy for that. Oh, give him, give him a little thanks. You know, thank Dick Fundy. Dick. Wait, is your 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 Twitter name is Dick Fundy? Not, yeah. uh, uh, and it's at Dick Fundy. It's yeah. not one is the name and one's the you, at. If you search your name, it'll come up, right? That's sure. how Twitter works. I think so. Okay, I agree. Everyone, thank Nick. Dick, yeah, give him that a nice thank like you. A, I'll look forward. That to That sounded day. threatening. <laughs> that sounded like yeah. Everyone, thank Nick. <laughs> And like, I don't know if this is like a podcast, the right inside joke where thinking is like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking's inverse here. No, I was, I, I'm, that's, you're right. It did, was an odd delivery, but I do want that to happen. It sounded It'd like be a nice day on Twitter. You're if like everybody... a Ch- Cheshire cat. Like, yes, thank yes. Nick. Yes. <laughs> thank Nick. <laughs> oh, I was sincere well, though. Uh, thank you guys for putting out such great content. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, Thanks for calling it content. content. Everyone's yeah. favorite uh, word. Um, yeah, well, the, I guess the content we're talking about today, if theme parks also count as content, is uh, Astro World. Yes. Do we, I, I don't, I'm not even going to call it a one member of the thing. It's, it's yeah, I guess so. Uh, uh, that, when it was when it was uh, retired, when it was shut down, it was a member of the Six Flags family. The wonderful um, world of fun. The tagline for Astro World. Oh, okay. I also uh, saw ads that said you're. It puts you in the middle of fun. Which, yeah, sound, which is kind of fun a, a lot. There was like Fun Town and Funville. Yeah, sure. I saw an ad that just said the middle of fun, and I'm like, what does that mean? In the mm-hmm. middle of fun makes a lot more sense to me. But I was just like, the middle. The of middle of fun, fun in Houston, Texas, has always been six ten and Kirby. Like that is. The cross section for for fun, yeah, that's a lot of Houston references. Yeah, sure. okay, yeah. yeah. We we're we're talking a lot of Houston inside, but ge- Houston like, is not in the middle of the state geography wise. No, but no one, everyone in Houston doesn't care about the rest of Texas. Okay, okay, so it's a whole like it's a um, it, it should be like an island. Yeah, like Houston, it's a port city, correct? A lot of oil yeah, coming yeah. in and out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell There's us a, about tell us a little about Houston. You're so from, I grew up there. Yeah. Uh, I moved there when I was like three. Uh, from Virginia, where my dad was a cop, but uh, you know, just had a great, like, normal suburban childhood. Mm-hmm. Lived just outside the city. Uh, grew up going to Astros games at the Astro World. Mm-hmm. No, grew up going. I mean, Astrodome. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, got older. I went to Astro games at Minute Maid Park, mm-hmm. which was formerly Enron Field, mm-hmm. uh, which <laughs> is a well, Houston home of Enron. Um, and the Astros themselves were once called. Colt 45s. The Colt 45s. <laughs> yeah. Did not know that fact yep. until this week. Yep. That's Amazing. Right. Only well, two yeah, years in the 60s. Yes. That's on game with some of the stuff in this part. With like some of the little, <laughs> the little touches. Yeah. So in the in 60s, the that's when parts. Houston had its first like big expansion. And it was NASA. It was a space city. And they built yeah. the eighth wonder of the world, Astrodome, which is still standing. Which has just been sitting there for almost twenty years, doing nothing. It's so weird. It Does literally been, anything happen there? It hasn't been used regularly since nineteen ninety nine. Wait, really? So it's just a giant empty stadium? Yeah, for a few years there was like high school football games. Like my brother played a championship game there, and WrestleMania seventeen, the mm-hmm. greatest WrestleMania, probably was there. The which I was there in what year? Uh, Two thousand one, so and that might have been the last major event mm-hmm. in the Astrodome. And then it's just. 
then for like 18 years they've been just like what are we gonna do with it and there's been like do we tear it down no one wants to tear it down but no one has anything to do with it so they built a uh they're turning into like you know shopping center a parking lot apartment complex maybe who knows it's a boring shit you i'll just see like dome on a random like twitter post like Hey, the new plan for the Astrodome, which is replacing the old plan, which is, you know, it's just every couple of days. And so across the street from the Astro Astrodome was Astroworld, mm-hmm. which uh, I think Rafe Hoffines opened it up in like 68. Yeah, I look, I found out about it was him. Like the big, mostly the father of Houston. Yeah, he was he was a judge in Houston and the mayor at one point in time before all this, before yes. the 60s revival. But yeah, became he like brought, a millionaire. Yeah, and he was responsible for, he helped, he was instrumental in starting the Astros themselves, the Astrodome, AstroTurf, first yep. used at Astro, the Astrodome, oh, and then Astro Oh, is that where that comes from, that term comes from? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah, so the Astrodome, when it was, you guys would have loved the Astrodome. Yeah, I bet. Like, rainbow seats, yeah. air conditioning. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Cool fogs. You had me at the rainbow seat. Yeah, you had me at air conditioning. Cigarette uh, like neon ads. You oh, know. man. What's yeah. the what's the uh, scoreboard that people were fond oh, of? Oh, the big score. Yeah, the scoreboard was, it was this LED uh, light, you know, big ass light, just what, black and white scoreboard that just like had Texas, like Cowboys shooting every time like the Oilers or the, <laughs> yeah. the Astros would score. That's fun. Maybe an early electronic scoreboard. Yeah, no, it was like one of the highest tech of like 1964 or five. Yeah. But no, the Dome was huge. I mean, that was one of the most iconic, you know, symbols of Houston. Now it's dwarfed by the giant football stadium next to it. And then Minute Maid Park is downtown Houston. They just stack all this stuff kind of next to each other. No, and the, the football stadium too. is the football stadium, and which I think is NRG Stadium now, mm-hmm. is right next to the Astrodome. Okay. And then, which I was, when I was in college in downtown Houston, I watched get built. Oh, really? And then Minute Maid Park is in like what's called downtown Houston. Okay, sure. Hmm. Uh, this is similar in Philadelphia, the where the 76ers play is next to the football stadium, where the Eagles play is next to Citizens Bank Park, where the Phillies play, uh-huh. and it's all just kind of in one uh, traffic jammed area <laughs> yeah, in South yeah. Philadelphia. Though it's nice when all this can be the case, when they can actually design kind of a you know consolidated area yeah, as it opposed helps to with like giant parking lots next to each other, and like well, don't spoil the end of Astroworld. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, sure. I mean, that comes (laughs) into play. It's crazy because I didn't realize that the the Astro Dome set vacant for so long. Yeah. That that just adds on to the quagmire uh, (laughs) that is at the end of this story. It's very Uh, confusing. And I never in my research, I did not really do a lot of digging about why the Astro went away. Um, And it seems like very just mundane it didn't flame out in a super fun way. Well, like do we want to give it away now, or do we want to save it for later? I guess save it for. I guess we'll just leave that as a as the a tease. Nice tease. Talk about the glory yeah. days. Yeah. First, right. is it true also that this whole zone was referred to as the Astro Domain? You ever yeah, heard I that believe term? so. Yeah, yeah. Because I like that name. That was the name of like a book about everything I came across. There was also the Astro yeah. Arena where like smaller bands would play, and oh. it would also be like rodeo overflow. Oh, sure. Because okay. yeah. the rodeo is a huge part of... The Houston Livestock and Rodeo Show uh, play a lot into this story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, enough. it's like that in February, Houston is all about the rodeo. It's Did the, you go? 
I went once to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Nice. I did not. I love Houston. It's great. It's my home. I did not get the rodeo. But mm-hmm. the rodeo was a big, big deal. The coolest thing I ever saw at the rodeo was this was, I think it was in like fifth or sixth grade. I was with my parents and my brother. And we were like, saw Suburban. And my dad was like, thinking about getting a Suburban. So we were looking in it. It had a Super Nintendo built into it. Which oh, I thought yeah. was the coolest oh, wow, thing in the world yeah. in 1992. Sure. And then I was, I just, that's all I talked about when my dad, like, yeah, I'm going to get a new car. My but, dad's from Long Island. So it's yeah. a, are <laughs> you getting he, the Super Nintendo car? He didn't get those. He Super did not Nintendo, get the yeah. Super Nintendo. Why don't those exist today? So yeah. childhood was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. But so everyone was. We went to Astroworld. Yeah. <laughs> so how often would you go? I didn't go a ton when I was a kid because mm-hmm. we lived in North Houston and that area of town was uh, not great. Downtown Houston in the 90s, early 90s. The crime wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't good crime. No, well, like it was. Uh, there used to be the show that I watched as a kid when I wasn't watching Disney movies. It was on the Fox affiliate. And at 9.30, the show would be called City Under Siege. Duh, duh. And it was just all about On a the... Fox m- affiliate? That doesn't sound like them at all. <laughs> but it was like every single like murder, rape, arson. Jesus. For a half an hour show, five nights a week. And it was like, I was, I was like, this is a war zone. So like, we didn't go a lot. And my parents weren't big like amusement park people. Mm-hmm. But from like junior high to a couple years in high school, uh, I w- ended up going a whole bunch. But right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but they also had Waterworld, which is the sister park to Astroworld. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I went yeah. that a few times until Splashtown opened, which is now, which then became a part of Six Flags. So it's all very confusing. Where's then where? Wait, where geographically are Waterworld and Splashtown? To Waterworld Astro- was right next to Astroworld. And okay. then eventually, like at right the last few years of Astroworld's run, one ticket got you into both. Before yes. it was like a separate which, ticket yeah, thing. Back in like my day. Hurricane Harbor. Okay. So, but this this falls into the line of like Six Flags. Six Flags buys up parks sometimes. Yeah. Or it has a history of buying up pre-built parks. I think this was the first one that they bought that they didn't build. Yes, because I actually didn't realize that Astroworld was a Six Flags park until like 19 the mid 90s when Warner Brothers bought Six Flags and they started integrating all the Looney Tunes bullshit. Oh, because there was there weren't a lot of signifiers of Six Flags, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, like I thought like I remember getting into a fight with the kid who was like, "Yeah, I went to Six Flags to, like in Dallas." It was like, "Yeah, Astroworld's better than that one." <laughs> Idiot! This and I, it was like, and not realizing that they were both Six Flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this that also, one Six Flags over Texas? Yes, which is the original one. And I learned. I, I feel like I learned this in the past, but I had forgotten about the name. Six Flags refers to the flags of the six nations that once governed Texas: Spain, France, Mexico, the Republic of Texas, the United States of America, and the Confederate States of America. Oh, um, is that one of them? Uh, That's one of the yeah. Six Flags. One of the yeah. great Six Flags. One of the great. No. Leave the flag up it's part of history Uh, so it should be five flags really uh, eventually they just probably just put up the DC logo on a flag and that became the six flags (laughs) okay so they just said the other flag was a different thing I don't know well six flags over Texas which I'm sure I know we had talked about doing an episode about that one too uh, that did have an area uh, uh, like a land called the Old South Mm. see this is why Dallas is trash and Houston was great (laughs) Mm-hmm. There was, was there a rivalry? Like, would you? There's meet, always a rivalry. Would you meet Dallas kids and be like, "Hey, 
get out of our get out of our town. No, it wasn't that, but it was like, you know, you would talk shit about the Rangers or the Mavericks uh-huh. or the Cowboys. Do you feel this tension? The- we have a lot of mutual friends from Dallas. Do you like do you sort of hold them at bay because they're Dallas people ultimately? Not as human beings, but for sports teams, they like, yeah. Okay. It's more their, more their parents uh, sure, you yeah, put the blame on. They managed to raise decent yeah, we, human we beings. Mex, you know, <laughs> worse weather. Uh, <laughs> um, better theme park? Do we? Uh, I don't. Do you, do you have any idea? You've been to Six Flags Ever Texas? I did once. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you been to Fiesta oh, yeah. Texas? I never went one. to Fiesta Texas, and again, my parents weren't big like amusement park people. Granted, we did go to Disney World. I went to Disney World in Florida twice before I ever went to Six Flags in Houston. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, sure. I, I mean, it is much more of like a. It's a whole thing. It's a family vacation, yeah, exactly. as opposed yeah. to like. One exhausting day on the other and side. Carlson, of town. you'll be appreciated. It was three days we went to Disney. Well, you know what year was it? Well, how many parks were there? Uh, they had all three the second time. Like when okay, because was- now three parks. I would have said actually the optimum time is probably five days to go because there's so many hotels and different things and water parks. You as call well. my dad. Call my dad so- right now. I'll talk to him. Put him on the phone. <laughs> you gave you gave Nick a bad childhood. <laughs> you gave your son a bad childhood, denying him the correct amount of days to vacation. And then he just punches you through the phone. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. How does actual uh, fist come through? Did you, as a kid, did you like Disney? Like the same? Like how were your when you would compare the theme parks? Like obviously, Disney has much more money and and theming. But did you give a shit about that? Were you into like the thrill rides? Did you like the dark rides? Like what was your whole overall feeling about that? Disney was like an experience. Right. Like so, and I went I, when I was a little younger. I was like in kindergarten and not even maybe when I was like five and like ten. Right. So Disney was like an experience, and it was mm-hmm. cool, and I could take like magazine pictures of like in a at a pro wrestling illustrated uh oh do you have that my somewhere in my parents house oh they gotta find that that's great um so i was able to take that and that was like my big (laughs) that was my big thing um (laughs) so so, yeah no i loved mgm at disney uh and then yeah when i went to when i started going to astroworld more regularly like in junior high uh outside of getting like a florida marlins tasmania devil Bugs Bunny shirt mm-hmm. because those were all over the place. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. Uh, all uh, I just wanted, I just cared about the roller coasters. Right. Sure. Like, I didn't understand the point of ride, like anything else, but no, just roller coasters. You wanted yeah. that visceral thrill, baby. Yeah, because I mean, Six Flags also like Astro World had this like. There was a lot of reports of people dying or getting hurt. Like <laughs> really, I didn't come across that. Did they I remember that? seeing in the news, not Cindy under siege, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> theme park under siege. Theme park under siege. It's fun crime. I wonder if they covered it all up. Or I, those were just rumors you were hearing. Like, oh my God, did you hear about what happened? No, well, I just remember, and like, I'm sure we'll get into the rides, but like, the Texas Cyclone just seemed the most like dangerous ride mm-hmm. I've ever like been on. The, the Texas Cyclone, kind of a, a copy of the original Coney Island Cyclone. They considered moving the Coney Island Cyclone to Texas. Uh, they not because that was in, would be incredibly expensive. It's it, apparently very expensive and very cumbersome to relocate wooden roller coasters. Well, here's the thing about wooden roller coasters built in the 60s. Houston is a very humid place. Yes. And there's a lot of rain. And I don't know if you heard, but maybe some hurricanes. <laughs> and wood, when it's wet, tends to, you know, rot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And break. Uh, and yeah. shake. And it contract. 
and expand. And this park has flooded before. It flooded before it opened. Many like times. they were halfway through building it and there was a flood really? and they had to like push the opening back a little. So, yes. The dumbest idea possible for a roller coaster. It was fun. Yeah. But the fun was it wasn't even that much of an exciting roller coaster. It was exciting because you just might die. Mhm. Mhm. Like you could just like get in line and the whole thing's good. Like the line was exciting because you feel like it creaking and cracking. Oh, that <laughs> itself is like yeah. like old creaky wood too. Were you ever scared? Like, if, in case you didn't know, the three of us were except for Jason, like a little scared of these high impact rides. Maybe still. Uh, uh, were you a kid that was like scared, or were you just like hell yeah, going on the roller coasters? Like, what was your? Because I would be freaking out if I was a kid and like I was thirteen. The first time I went, I was scared. I never really went on like a roller coaster outside of like Disney, which are like a little milder. Yeah. That's what, that's a way to put it. Uh, (laughs) The thing about Astroworld and Six Flags, these things are dangerous. Mm -hmm. So the first time I went on Accelerate, Accelerate, Uh XLR8 is how the title's written. goes straight circle I don't, I don't know the technical terms it does a loop it's one of those it's like it's it's one straight away does a loop goes goes up uh, and, and returns no and does that's grease lightning oh i'm sorry confusing we'll it. get okay. to that in a minute okay great accelerate is just a four-person pod it goes straight but the whole time it's twisting and turning oh accelerate is the that's a, that's a hanging uh, coaster I it's believe. not even that too that's the batman ride oh. <laughs> no the batman ride is the stand-up coaster you're yes. getting these mixed up the batman ride is the stand-up one the twister yes is the one that oh, twists oh man jason and, owns your ass no that's uh, what i'm trying to say i don't know the technical words you didn't but the accelerate you, titles uh, you, weren't, you were being nice to him and not goofing on him and it came back to bite you he turned on you i'm not talking about how much money he had i'm just trying to cut down on the uh uh tweets we're gonna get uh yeah hey, hey fans of the podcast the ride i don't know any of the technical terms <laughs> i said fine. do the show so i can learn but thank Ex- nick anyway thank for causing the show he doesn't, know, he doesn't know you anything more than that yeah thank the him. worst guest on your show created <laughs> <laughs> accelerate was a suspended coaster yes so uh uh which i believe so similar to the I, I think like the big bad wolf uh, in Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, um, and this I think was one of the first successful uh, suspended roller coasters. It's, uh, it, it succeeded says, in the wake of the bat, the bat which did which not we work talked out about before at Kings Island, Ohio. It seemed yeah. also again very dangerous, and that was part of the appeal with Astroworld because it was like a four-person seat cart that would it would go straight, but it would be like turning three sixties, like in it, and then doing loops. <laughs> and it would be it would be insane and I was scared with that and then when I got off I was like I almost threw up but then I was like fuck it let's go again I'm in 6th grade yeah <laughs> interestingly yeah. Uh, if you look up the term suspended uh, roller coaster on Wikipedia there's a list of a partial list of suspended roller coasters and most of them the status is listed as closed <laughs> yeah <laughs> it didn't feel like okay so you do Texas Cyclone this thing feels like it's gonna fall apart <laughs> and then you do accelerate and it feels like this was designed by the roller coaster game that came with like my CD-ROM drive. You mean Roller Coaster Tycoon? Roller coaster yes. Tycoon. Like where you could just build a, a roller coaster yeah. and you could shoot the car right off the track yeah, and then that's land, what they it felt land like. and blow up? There was no good reason <laughs> for this. And then, as Scott mentioned, there was Grease Lightning. This was the trilogy of Astroworld rides. 
and Grease Lightning was just a roller coaster that went straight as fast as it possibly could. The fastest roller coaster I've ever been on. <laughs> it did a loop. It went up to the top and then reversed it, causing everyone to get severe whiplash. <laughs> oh, just banging back into the seats. You could not not be sore doing Grease Lightning. It would hurt. It would just hurt because it didn't even have like, I don't even remember having the shoulder harness. It just had the seat belt. Right. And maybe, it, but, and then it just went as fast as it could, stopped on a dime, and then pushed you back, stopped on a dime. The ride. That's it. <laughs> Much just your title. All it was was to make it hurt. I went wow. on, there was, I forget what it's called. There, there's a version, an old, ver, tiny version of this at Knott's that I went on when we were there a couple years ago. Is that called, it was once called Montezuma's Revenge, perhaps? Oh, I think that was right. Um, and it's, it's not as big as this thing. This thing is insane and it's tall. And this is barely the size of it. And it just wrecked my neck because you got whiplash when the thing zooms up and then zooms down again. It's crazy. Astroworld is the only theme park I've ever gone to where you would get sore every time you went. <laughs> and like a sixth grader was sore. Yeah, no, like, like not you're not an old man. When I was man. playing football and rugby, yeah, like this, <laughs> you know, this is when I was like in shape and had pliability. You'd you know? have to ice down after a trip to Astro World. Yeah, no, but I was a kid where I was just like, I have all these fluid like motions, and then like, nope, just just wrecked, wrecked. <laughs> I need to go chiropractor. Going to that Brock Lesnar ice bath. Yeah, no, it was, uh, and so like. Grease Lightning was, again, because I was a stupid kid, was like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Faster. Was that your favorite? Yes. Okay. That one is the one you described as being the most painful, I feel yes. like. <laughs> and that was your favorite. Also, that's Young Monday. That's Party Boy Monday. Yeah. There, there's a lot of very funny uh, coasters here, uh, like the one called Serial Thriller. Yes. Uh, play on the word Serial Killer. <laughs> but uh, has a film canister, a giant film canister at the entrance, so... I don't know what the theme on that one is. Um, I think that one was just went side to side a lot and then just... Yeah. Just try to hurt you. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, there was Dexter Freebish's electric roller ride, which was eventually to dis uh, changed to Excalibur. Um, uh, that is just a very funny thing of its times. Like uh, that Dexter seems like a very Freebish. funny '70s. Like, and and the font is very Americana mm -hmm. by Centennial, old timey. Yes. I, which I love. That I feel like Six Flags had a lot of that vibe in the '70s before the vibe of Six Flags became rock and roll Batman. Oh, and the dancing old man. Uh, yeah. And then the Batman ride was called Batman the Escape, and it was a stand-up coaster, which, uh, but the naming, Six Flags has very weird naming. Like, stuff will be called one thing at one park, one, it'll be called another thing. Like, at Great Adventure in Jersey, there was Batman the Ride, but then at another park, there was Superman the Escape. This was Batman the Escape. And the name Viper was used for any and all if sorts of style all of, them, of coasters. If you watch all of them, it tells one shared universe. That was the first shared universe. Well, I yeah, if only. Uh, uh, and the share that shared universe was called Tim Burton Batman. <laughs> so the Batman the Ride was like the first like in the '90s, and this is in the full on WB integration. Was like guys. Guess what's coming to Six Flags? Batman the fucking ride! And then Motorhead was playing. And it was like, this isn't just any other roller coaster. This roller coaster, you're gonna fucking stand. 
like it was like and we were all like standing in a fucking roller coaster <laughs> what marvels have you dreamt up six flags astroworld this is great it was like just bring two cans of coke and you're gonna get in free on wednesdays the, the scientists were as mad as dr edward nigma himself <laughs> <laughs> but no they made they pumped that i remember it yeah. was a constant ad campaign right. about the stand-up roller coaster. Yeah, that that it became kind of the reputation of this part is that like this is where a lot of prototypes like this Star- is like uh, skyscraper one of the first stand-up coasters or one of the first suspended coasters or Although, one of the first uh, tubular but whatever the, you know? the first uh, rapids ride I believe the first rapids ride yeah that's Thunder right River um, Thank, if it wasn't for Astroworld. Disney wouldn't have bad versions of them. <laughs> yeah, Disney is not great at Rapids rides. Busch or, Gardens, Six Flags, pretty good at Rapids rides. Or Universal Studios. Mm. Which well, has, has no rides at all. Oh, the Popeye Rapids. The Popeye Rapids Rapid ride is, is really good in Orlando. No? Actually, yeah. that is a superior... That's like one of the only truly themed yeah. uh, Rapids experiences with uh, animatronics and stuff. There's a supposedly a good Rapids ride in Shanghai. Oh, really? There's a big giant uh, robot on that. Oh, oh and yeah. the That's fun. Uh, the there's there's a rapid version of I think in Singapore of the Jurassic Park. Oh, right. it's, yes. rapids it's a there, rapids there, not a, a, a flume. Shoot, shoot. Um, now anyway. the Batman ride. Uh, where would you all expect? What area of the park would you all expect a Batman ride to be in? Who I would like a Gotham City part, perhaps. Sure, maybe. Mm-hmm. Scott? The, 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 the or not Metropolis, but just some like you know uh, uh, the the big city or uh, something. Let me guess real quick. One, wasn't it? Wasn't it like ye old England town? It's in the European village, yep. <laughs> including the Batcave. The Batcave located in a mountain in the European village because they were repurposing the Alpine sleigh ride mountain. For like you walk through the Batcave to get on this ride, but Whereas it was the, very funny to me finding an old map saying like hidden inside of a mountain is the famous Batcave in the European Village section of the park. <laughs> well, you got to realize about Houston, there's a lot of new money there because of oil, so mm-hmm. uh, they just consider like you know Bruce Wayne old money as like you know from the col- from like the old country mm-hmm. I'll allow that right. yeah so <laughs> and, as, and as you told us there, as you told me there's no zoning laws in Houston Houston has no zoning laws which we'll get into because there are just insane pictures of like 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 porn shops next to churches and roller coasters behind houses wow you could really set up, you could open up a Chili's in the middle of a neighborhood <laughs> just in a street yeah blocking you, a road have you tried that no. <laughs> to franchise a Chili's in a neighborhood? No, I haven't yet, but... Maybe that's maybe we all quit show business and just go down and start opening up chain restaurants in the middle of a subdivision. We we could do that. <laughs> then they would go in a like so. Just take a house. It doesn't even have to look like a Chili's. You could just put Chili's on like the mailbox, like and then have people come in. No. <laughs> it's, it's, oh shit! Were we open today? There are streets where it's like the equivalent of having a house in the middle of Sunset. Wow. Yeah, okay. it seemed like it, it was a literal up situation where an old shambly, <laughs> charming little house is next to a towering hospital or whatever. Yep. It's very strange. Hmm. So this is like on point then that it's like the Batcave is dropped smack in the middle. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't a, think there was uniquely there was no American like, superhero is dropped smack in the middle of an old I European town. I don't recall town. there being a lot of themes like, 
you know, there wasn't like European town or like, you know, Cowboyville. Even the, the though they technically named areas these words, they oh, were yeah, not they heavily were committed to. Yeah, there was like three posters. It was uh, like it was like it was like decorating for a one year old's birthday. It's like, yeah, we'll try, but it's not that they're not gonna notice. You're telling me in the middle of Texas, an area called the Oriental Village is not the most immersive theming experience you've ever seen. <laughs> He's not. He has no comment. There's no comment on that. He's just staring at you. Look, product of the time. <laughs> you can't, Enough said. We cannot force our guest, the Godfather of the podcast, to explain the errors of Oriental yes. Village. Well, he sure. Not speak for yeah, all. I mean, of, uh, this is also we're you know this is a, a park that has don't PC this abandoned amusement park americana square usa and western junction uh which is not the best uh <laughs> planning for the map i think i'm furious about oriental village and i say this park should be torn down well houston has a huge <laughs> asian population asian american population so i'm sure it was changed in 2003 right before it closed <laughs> right uh, yes they did it with like a you, month ago you know i remember no one being impressed with the batman ride even though you could fucking stand mm. so uh, yeah what is your memory of going on that for the first time it was too safe really because wow. it was made with like new technology like oh. metal it was made yeah. in the 90s yeah. and not the weird creaky 60s you, know, you had like a thing going over your chest you know mm. it was just what is this so you were like kind of like ah that was a letdown yeah big time and it was shorter too like right. i feel like roller more modern roller coasters i guess to pump people out I don't well, know the economics. It, I mean, of roller it might coasters. be pumping people out. It also might be like they figured out that you shouldn't have like head trauma for more than a minute and a half at a time. Yeah, like Texas Cyclone was like five minutes long. Yeah, five like you, your brain mm-hmm. shouldn't be jostled around that long. Sure, like that's not good for. But that's it. what you're used to. Yes, and, but, yeah, you were getting. But no, your brain I was used to go and get CTE and from a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and and like they also had the first like I don't know what they're called, but like it was called Skyscreamer, where all of these names just sound like. Like rated R, like Decepticons. Is that the one you ended on your back? Like it yes. was a drop, and it was it like was an L shaped. So you at the end, you're like on your. What back. are those rides called? Like the Guardians drop. Uh, just usually like drop just a drop drop rides. Yeah. So this drop ride, instead of having like brakes at the end, we were like, no, nah, we can't we can't stop that speed. It goes straight and then slides down, so you mm. get off from your back. Oh, like a water slide. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Wow. Weird. weird. And it also had dungeon drop. Do you remember dungeon drop? Yeah. That was a different one. That would, they would pull you to the top and you would just kind of bounce down. But it seemed like oh, kind yeah, of cool, no, that, like castle line that you would go through. That one was, again, drop as fast, break instantly, <laughs> like neck trauma. Drop down, <laughs> neck trauma. Drop down, neck trauma. <laughs> and you love this. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is your do you have neck issues today from this or from your uh, your athletic career or from from anything? How's the neck, Nick? Uh, I was fine before. One time I had a uh, a stinger in oh, rugby. Yeah. Uh huh. A stinger is where uh, you jam your neck, like you compress your bones in your neck and oh. shoulder. And you oh, couldn't, like, you not feel your arms. Or yeah, legs. and I lost like I was paralyzed for a second oh. in the middle of a scrum. I was fine, but the next day at breakfast with my girlfriend of the time, uh, I couldn't keep my head up. Oh, jeez. Oh, you just And hot. then since then, I, it cracks. 
How so there's still there is a little something. Yeah, but it, it doesn't hurt. But it, right. like, it just cracks. But isn't it possible that Six Flags uh, somehow wore you down, made you more susceptible? Maybe, to- or it just toughened me up mm-hmm. for this for this modern day world. After the stinger, how soon did you go to Astro World? <laughs> <laughs> the next day, <laughs> maybe like a couple weeks actually, because the season it was ending. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to go. Did the doctor say no Astro World for you for a month? Oh, you're going to Astro World? No way, man. Yeah, I went to Doctor James Andrews. <laughs> That's a wrestling joke. For That's a wrestling joke. I don't know oh. how the crossover. That is how I learned what a stinger was. Edge got a stinger, I think, in like 1989. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have a neck fusion one day. And yeah, you're gonna have to have the the vertebrae. I do remember uh, in high school after a wrestling knee injury. I broke my knee, and uh, I went on Six Flags, and I had a leg brace and crutches, and they were like, you probably can't go on the ride. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so you I did. Just, yeah. Interesting then, theory. See you at the, see you, at the back end. Did you do all of them? Mostly. I could do Accelerate, because my brace wouldn't fit in. <laughs> so did you try to get on the ride, and they just like, you were trying to jam your knee with a brace onto yeah. it? That's funny. <laughs> could I Where get a I handicapped ke- <laughs> shoulder restraint, please? Wearing snap-on Adidas pants and a Ken Shamrock shirt. <laughs> Do you have a photo of this Ken Shamrock shirt? Maybe, in my parents' house. Yeah. At least you had Astro Roll with a Ken Shamrock shirt on. Uh, yeah, about how how did you sustain? How did your body hold up at the at the water parks? Any difficulties there? Well, I was a chubby kid, so just you know that. Um, just having to be shirtless just was an injury. Just shame. Yeah, <laughs> but that also one. then it was like, fuck it. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, you're at a water park. Uh, I put a white shirt go. on and I would be fine. <laughs> but did you get uh, the shit kicked out of you there like you did at Astro World? Uh, like yeah, the there was a couple slides? of them. Yeah, no, there was, there was one called like Shotgun Falls where it was just a short <laughs> roller coaster and it was just the most amount of water pressure in a water slide ever in a concentrated area that would just shoot you down into the water. Were all the Texas water slides named after guns? <laughs> the six-shooter fly? There were uh, Screamicles, uh, but that was Splashtown. I went uh, to Splashtown a lot more. I used to have the season pass at Splashtown. Okay. okay. But Waterworld was a treat. I remember they had a hand... Like the hand glider thing? I thought you were going to say hand grenade. <laughs> they just no. gave you hand grenades. <laughs> I remember doing the hand glider thing, and I went down it, and I kind of like tried to jump off it more, and my ankle hit cement. Oh. I was like, oh. I was like, that's not great. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then uh, uh, they had a lot of tube rides. Yeah. So what me and my friends would like to do is those tube rides, a lot of the parts of the slide would be covered mm-hmm. to prevent death. Right. So what we did was we climbed, got out of the tubes, stopped the slide, got out of the tubes, and then climbed and hung out for like an hour or two on the Whoa. slide when people would go under us. Wow. What? And we just like boy scream stuff. stuff. Wait, they, nobody stopped you from being there? Well, they couldn't get up to the slide. <laughs> So we're like employees yelling at you to get down? Sometimes. They didn't care. <laughs> Younger than you. Yeah. Barely getting paid more Why than you. Why is this place still not around? <laughs> no, so we'd just be hanging out doing like, wow, uh, you know, yelling stuff. Just like banging on it like it's a cage. Well, yeah, because we'd be above them. Uh, we'd be like, give me a dollar. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, when you're like around 15 and 16, would you guys ever, were you into drinking yet? or No, no. So high? I, this was all junior high. Oh, this okay, gotcha. So this was like twelve to fourteen. I, right. I don't it, high school. Uh, I didn't go to water parks because even knew like if you're older than like twelve, it's mm-hmm. weird for 
anyone to be at a water park. I don't know that that's an aphorism we say. No, no. <laughs> I don't we, know went, that's we went to Noah's Ark when we were 18 after we graduated high school. Oh, a big water park up in the Wisconsin Dells, of course. Oh, uh, themed after... Uh, Themed after the great man after Noah, the great who put man two of who... each animal on an ark when wow. the Lord told him to. So well, we don't have to talk about that now. Well, well it's the, always a good time to talk about, about the good the, book. The truth of the Bible, yes. <laughs> I can't wait to have kids and then go to a water park looking like me and just apologizing to everyone now. Like, I'm so sorry for what I did in junior high. <laughs> I'm fine. Don't worry about me. They have this, I came with kids. Hey, knock off that horse play. <laughs> they had this one ride. I remember doing it when I was like 10 where you had to carry like a 50 pound raft. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Because, yeah, there's, there's still those rides. Where and then like, you would walk up like six flights of stairs right. with the raft. I could handle it, but then, like, I remember, like, well, why don't I surf down this? Whoa. <laughs> and then I slipped off that. Oh, no. And did you just, you just landed, just on, landed the on the slide and, like, slowly <laughs> fell down. I was like, sorry, sorry. This is like a, a like a highlight, like a jackass highlight reel you're describing now. A little yeah. bit. No, that's what it was. Yeah, so no. much. What is this? The plot of the new movie Action Point? <laughs> 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 Shut up, Sheridan. <laughs> I knew you'd come around. <laughs> Two hours with us, you'd be bullying everybody. Yeah, you have to. I remember one time we went to Astroworld, and we won like 60 basketballs. <laughs> like college basketballs. <laughs> How? 60? Well, like, By if you until pro- they gave them to you? No, like, it was like if you, like, made the hoop. Uh-huh. Like, you know, if you shot the basket. If like, you physically if you, constructed the hoop. No, you yeah, like, there was like, forever. here's 50 cents or a dollar. You get three ba- shots. If you hit two of them, you get a basketball. Mm-hmm. So we hit a shit ton of them. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> who's we? How big of a gang you got? It was, God, it was like five dudes, mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. dudes, mm-hmm. just buddies. And we got a shit ton of them, like 30. Wow. And we had two giant bags carrying around. We we're like, well, this sucks. <laughs> you stand like that was at the start of the day. Yeah. And it was like, would you we, throw them at things to like be no, mischief No, not makers? like throw them at people or things, but like roll them, you know, oh, like, right. hey, you know, just like shoot them, throw them around, play dodgeball. You, I'm, I'm picturing this and I'm picturing uh, me in the park at the same time. And I would have been like so nervous that these bad kids that are throwing basketballs It was never around. like cruel stuff. It no, was just I'm not like saying even chicanery. That. I'm more saying that this is the type of behavior that I think would make a few of us very uncomfortable. On if our we were, spectrum. Right, rolling That's, this basketballs is the scariest thing we've ever seen. Like, oh my gosh! Like, like I would like not like try to make eye contact. I kind of like hug like the side. I'm of gonna the hide rail. in the bathroom for 45 minutes. I yeah. likely would have been uh, busier, you know, enjoying the modern marvels of engineering, the <laughs> coasters that people worked really hard on, and I wanted to get my money's worth and ride all of them. You wouldn't let some rapscallions get you down. You might get pegged with a Michigan Wolverines basketball. <laughs> He would be rolling the basketball and Jason would be like, excuse me, sir, I'm trying to get past you to go enjoy this modern marvel of machinery. <laughs> hey, eat ball, bitch. <laughs> right in the head. <laughs> Broke the glasses. <laughs> you would do it. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. You would do it. You're downplaying. And it would, by the way, be justified if Jason had said that. Hey. If he said that specifically. <laughs> but if I just saw you cowering behind, like, you know, Tasmanian you devil cut out. me with a basketball. No, I never <laughs> threw it at anyone. It was just, it was just like nonsense for nonsense reasons. I don't mm. believe, I believe you at least one time in your life have thrown a basketball at a child's head. <laughs> 
I've, I think I have, like of a friend of mine. No, I, I've thrown it at other people, like okay. a dad. Mm-hmm. And all dad? Yeah, I remember like this neighbor, like this kid was, I think this kid was making fun of me. I was, again, a husky fella. And he made fun of uh, me and I might have pushed him down. And, he, and his dad was like, uh, why'd you push my kid? It was like, because he's being a dick. <laughs> I was like nine. Um, nine, really? And he was like, well, you shouldn't say that language. He was like, well, you shouldn't have a fucking stupid son. <laughs> you said that to him? Yeah. Wow. It was at a baseball park. This is at Texas, like, yeehaw, like Texas Ranger, like, pew, And you threw a basketball at him then. The dad, you said. Yeah. After, so you said no, that. No, no, I, 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 no. I, I went up to him and I went like, I was like, well, are we going to fight? <laughs> I think you're the hero of this story, but the way you're telling it makes you sound like a villain. <laughs> no, that happens. Uh, I remember this is just apropos of nothing, but in third grade, I played catcher all the time. I was always the catcher, mm-hmm. and I was good. And my parents, for my birthday, and it was the best birthday present I ever got, was brand new catching equipment. Not like the team, right? like staff infection. Uh, Recycled, yeah, yeah, reused. It was yeah. brand new maroon catching equipment, and it was awesome. And uh, so I was catching, and the coach was like, "Hey, you you got the whole thing? Are you like, so did you get everything?" It was like I just turned up to him. I was like, "I got the whole goddamn thing," because I'd watched Major League nonstop as a kid. Like every day, I would watch Major League, and then that same game, the or the pitcher was struggling, and it was for like a championship, and we had to get we had to get an out we had to get an out or and the guy was really good so i went up to the pitcher and i walked up to him and i was like strike this motherfucker out (laughs) which is from major league (laughs) he did and then he started crying and he told on me (laughs) whoa wow well you're the hero of that story yeah you are never be him man this is crazy like the uh, you know, I you were watching these adult movies. They were informing your worldview at such a young age, and then like I'm, we're all watching like Beauty and the Beast, and you're or saying the Dick Mother- Van Dyke show, and wondering how we would fall over Ottomans. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're saying motherfucker, and I'm playing baseball, and I'm like humming "Be Our Guest" in like <laughs> in like right field, and like yeah, but I was also a weird, whimsy kid too. Like you know, sure, I watched sure. like you know, I would like write my own Thundercats spec scripts. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, but they were bad. They weren't great. But no, like, so <laughs> I was, today you I was a make... nerdy kid, too, though. So I was underrated nerdy, too, but I love sports uh-huh. as well. Yeah. Like, I watched the X-Men cartoon. I watched Batman. Like, right, I watched right, right. all the stuff, but I also liked sports and action movies. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask to bring back to Astroworld. Were you there the summer i don't know how long it lasted i would assume at least the summer the police academy stunt yes. show was there <laughs> yes so absolutely. you saw this in 1994 yeah. ish hollywood comes to houston yeah. according to this brochure <laughs> for the police that's academy how they, stunt that, show. it's clear it's clear as day that's how they advertised it yeah whoa it's, it's a few years <laughs> after when did the last police academy movie come out there was four there was right? a, police academy seven was around 93 94 but okay. police academy six i think was the big one in 1991 they got to seven they, they got sort of quieter in yeah. their release and prominence as they went oh, as did I the see. Ernest. but films. as a big police academy fan 
I was very excited. Were you like, did you, were you under any illusion that it would be your favorite stars from the film performing every day in the park for you? Okay, so 1994, I was 13. Mm -hmm. So I was at least worldly enough to be like, look, these guys aren't doing much. They could show up. (laughs) True. Uh No gigantic careers were launched out of Police Academy. I was like, well, certainly... You know, certainly Tackleberry could show up. <laughs> and was there Tackle, was a character was he your favorite, or who uh, was your favorite? Bobcat Academy? Goldthwait was my favorite. Okay, but he's not coming. Yeah, he's not coming to Houston, even if Hollywood is. So. Uh, I really liked from the first one the guy George who pretended he was a Spanish guy, mm. but to trick women. Hmm. And then seems like there's a couple problems in there. Yeah, no. <laughs> looking back now, if I had to pick one, it's Sweet Chuck. Mm. But you're going to have to I don't know these small movies. nerdish guy who's oh, okay. unassuming. Oh, great. Oh, well, I like nice. this character, too. <laughs> I really about watch, him sounds like fun. I didn't watch these movies, but I do remember there was a short-lived animated show. Right. And, like, with action figures. That is my bearing for Police Academy. What occurred in the stunt show? Do we know any specific? Um, um, it seems like there was some sort of go-kart going off the art. Uh, uh, I found a website uh, called themeparkbrochures.net, which that was a big rabbit hole to go down. Um, uh, uh, here is, yeah, someone's on an ATV thing. There's a big strong guy. It looks like there's a pool of water. Uh, I bet your Thundercats drawings were better than this. Yeah, it looks no, I wrote them. This oh, is wrote from them. the era of when, like, theme park maps had, like, a very, like, Where's Waldo, Sergio Aragones, like, style, like, Mad Magazine. Uh, this was a, a real trend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Go back to the stories where you yell at children. <laughs> Look I at this. yell at children. I yelled at contemporaries. Look at this. You uh, talk. Right. You said horrible swear words to uh, promising pitchers, <laughs> setting them off. Did we win? The- <laughs> yes. Um, you now, scared him into submission. This is true. Now, do you want to hear my best Astroworld story? Of Absolutely. Course. Where I have a world record holder. Ooh. Most Ooh. basketballs thrown at the cast of the Police Academy <laughs> stunt show. <laughs> or the Batman Forever stunt show. Oh, yeah. We'll I get believe into that, that was there. Did I, you see that? I did not see that one. I, that was, okay. I'll come. I'll loop around to that. Oh, okay. But let's hear next thing. So uh, I didn't. I wasn't a churchy kid when I was a grown up. But like they sometimes the local church would rent out Astroworld as one does for like a youth group thing where there'd be like a bunch of churches and like yeah. it would they rent out the park on a Sunday and it would be like youth group day so the park would be like like two-fifths full and it would be easy to go on lines and all this stuff but the 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 trick was the catch was at five o'clock you had to go where they did the police academy stunt show and have like a church service <laughs> Jesus! In like a like a fake New York like plywood walls. Yeah. And <laughs> wow. wow. So I was Did like, you get communion there? Well, no. Uh, because I was like nuts to that. I'm 11. <laughs> I have free will. Yeah. Uh, this was my 95 thesis for like this is when I became this was my protest against the church. Uh, Astroworld had a, uh, a ride named Tidal Wave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which. You've seen them all before, but I think this is one of the first ones again. I think it's one of the biggest ones. It's like what they, it's like the Jurassic, it's the big cart thing. Big drop water yeah, the, ride. Yeah, and it creates a big tidal flume wave of water. Bigger yeah, than sure. a log flume. Yeah, it's the like the Jurassic. Dra- shoot, shoot the shoot, they call Imagine it the Jurassic 
uh, World, the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yeah. Times 10. Okay. It's a right. big drop. It's like a couple stories. Very popular, especially in areas that get very hot because you usually get drenched on these yeah. sorts and of I things. Yeah, and I love that ride, even though I was a stupid kid. It was like, well, it's going to ruin your trip because you're going to be just covered in chlorine water and you're going to hollow lung. But I was like, I don't care. <laughs> so I was like, and this was January. And I was wearing a hoodie. And it was, it was probably like, yeah, it was like five o'clock and it was cold and no one was on tidal wave, especially because they're all at church. So I was like, yep, I'm doing this. And they were operating this ride they were in operating. January. Yeah. And some kid, like some 15 year old was like, yeah, you, you want to get on? And I was like, yep. So I did it strapped in front in the row. It's only me. <laughs> and I proceeded to do it 14 times. <laughs> wow. One after the other, after the other after the other and I was soaking wet <laughs> and he was like and you were alone all by times. did never got up wow just did the whole thing and your pupils were just game boy green by the end <laughs> <laughs> still light olive wow that's funny you say it because I have a memory of like doing a six flags uh, uh, being at great adventure in like an off weekend in the fall and like we rode a roller coaster and really liked and we pulled back into the station and they came over the loudspeaker and just went you guys want to go again <laughs> because it was just so empty there was no line and we rat- wrote it like three or four times but not 14 14 times. I, wow. not 14 no but you but had it, no church to avoid <laughs> no i had no church to avoid but it is fun when it is like fun to do a ride and like not get out of your oh just yeah like, it's great once more once more old boy yeah, no, like the whole time. And I was just like this the whole time. I was like, you want to do it again? It was like, yeah. And the whole, and like every time it happened, I would scream like, yeah. Um, is there any argument? Is the, the most religious listener listening to this podcast, is there any argument that Nick was wrong? To, to like people sat through church at a police academy theater instead of going <laughs> on sure a ride 14 times. Yeah, technically you could what have been baptized. You might have been bathed in the water by doing that ride. So this many was testing times. God. I like yeah. to think that there would be like a, you know when you're in church, there's a couple of moments where you you silent, you're silent and you pray. I like to think they were a little silent and all of a sudden they heard. No, well, okay. Uh, funny you mentioned that. And what, like every two minutes, sorry. Okay. Funny you mentioned that. So I did it, and after the 14th time, he was like, uh, "We got to go. We have to shut down the ride because no one's using it." I was like, "Well, I'm using it." I was like, <laughs> "He was like, yeah, but still, you're 11. Get out." And I was like, "But hey, man, just know this: you beat the record." Wow. Wow, Whoa. that's great. <laughs> well, what do you know what it was before? He said it was like 11. But you beat oh, the so record. Oh, so you had a little bit of buffer room, too, yeah. if someone tried to challenge wow. yours. Looking back, he probably was lying. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's possible. There's no way to he, know, though. He didn't have an official uh, Guinness book with no. him. No, he, he didn't, didn't have a notary. There was a, a post-it note, a faded post-it note on the wall of his like little operating cube that just said 11. And then they had to cross that out and change it to 14. You know what? Uh, let you, it's your record. You yeah, got it. That is a fun. That's a great That's yeah. the record. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's not over. So oh. I was soaking wet. Like You would just <laughs> see a water trail right. following me. And... The uh, the youth group lady, the head of it, who was like friends with my mom, was like, Nick, where have you been? I was like, I was in church. <laughs> and she was like, I was, I was next to like the Mahoney poster. And she was like, no, you're not. You're soaking wet. I was like, 
how do you know? It's from earlier. And you were like, you were writing the tidal wave right. I was like, how do you know? We heard you. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Also, there's a trail of water. And I was like, nah. I was there. We talked about Jesus. <laughs> well, no, it really down happened. to the river to pray. <laughs> and she was like, so I got home and everyone, like, they were all mad at me and I had to sit by myself uh, on the bus. Mostly maybe because I was covered in chlorine water. Yeah, that probably. <laughs> so my parents were like, hey, how'd the, how'd the thing go? And I was like, it was good. A lot of fun. And then like a half an hour later, my mom got a call. And they were like, Nick, get down here. It was like, did you skip church? It was like, <laughs> yeah, but I beat the record for tidal wave. And they were like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is nice. a great story. Yeah, that <laughs> this is a happy ending. A happy ending. Hey, we've joked. No, they were like, okay, just don't be a dick about it. <laughs> don't lie to him. Just own it. If you had been to church, you would have learned about humility. Uh, don't go bragging about that record. I mean, that is most of Jesus's teachings. Don't be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> they framed it that way. I'd go. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. We've joked about uh, your dad not raising you right for dumb reasons. He it is evident right. he did from yeah. this tale. He yeah. weighed one thing against the other. They yeah. were uh, great parents. They just, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, it was weird. Growing up in Texas, I had two parents from Long Island in this Long Island liberal bubble in the middle of Houston, Texas. So I grew up like listening to Skinner and, you know, kiss listen. Well, yeah. And kiss, but like Mm -hmm. also, Oh, you enjoying progressive politics. Yeah. Yeah, That's you. That's you today. And your parents are, yeah. Cause you don't, you don't get into it politically uh, with them. My dad is, they live across from a giant junior high and he puts a big Obama sign for every, Day. election yeah. that's fun so i think well, we're just shit current ones yeah, yeah that's now. kind of useless <laughs> well, now maybe uh, still he, he really liked him yeah well hey remember when we had a decent president it's hey good, let's it's not get thing political okay let's not let's not ruin it no. no no that's not what this podcast is about you know you were talking about renting out faster world for a private event and we should mention how the the first Googling I did of Astroworld when we started talking about this topic, that very recently, uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain was rented out by uh, Travis Scott, who is a rap guy, and Kylie Jenner, who is a name that I see in headlines from something called Just Jared when I scan <laughs> past them on Twitter as fast as possible. Uh, these people ran it out, Six Flags Magic Mountain here in Los Angeles, to turn it into Astroworld just for a night for Travis Scott's birthday. He has He's from Houston. He yep. has an album forthcoming, maybe out by the time this comes out, called Astroworld. So for one special night, Astroworld was back here in Los Angeles. But you know who they... And I missed it. Yeah, I was going to say... Hey, Kanye West was invited. Nick Mundy was not invited, and, and uh, with good reason. I guess they heard. I about disagree. It. I mean, were, I think they were, they were the going to throw basketballs at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> with that, oh, the dream of Nick Mundy throwing <laughs> basketballs at all these people, or just climbing into the water slides and just hanging out. <laughs> hey, give me a dollar, Kanye. So stop tweeting, Kanye. You should have been invited as, as a prominent Houston uh, public figure. That's crazy. You should have been able to be there. Or at least match a smack. Hmm. 
What's that? I don't know. Mattress Mac is the hero of Houston who opened up. He has this uh, furniture store called Gallery Furniture who said, like, if you buy this furniture and the Astros win, you don't have to pay for it. And he's also the guy during hurricanes. He'll open his store, let people just sleep in all the beds. He's he's the greatest Houstonian ever. He kind of looks like Ernest meets Mr. Rogers, but he's just screaming in all the commercials. Look up any Mattress Mac commercial. He's the greatest Houstonian ever. Oh, neat. Houstonian. Wow. So it'll never it'll never be you and it'll never be Travis Scott. It will always be Mattress Mac. Yes. Mm. I want to make a Mattress Mac movie. Yeah, oh yeah. That's a good idea, actually. There hasn't been like a good movie about any of these crazy uh commercial dudes. Yep. I w- I'd see movies about all of them. The, oh, Matthew, uh, your mattress uh, is free. All, every single one of these guys. The question mark suit guy, Matthew, uh what's the, his face? Oh yeah, I'd love to hear the whole story of the question mark suit guy. Yeah, the, uh Empire Carpet Man. Yeah, that too. Um, Empire. Did you guys have Menards out here or, or in Texas or was no. that only from Midwest there was a Menards man it was a like a, uh, a hardware store and they had, you know they sold mulch but mm-hmm. he was like uh, he'd like say save big money at Menards and he was a very like kindly old man all oh. these like local I mean Empire is a work boot warehouse would be a great movie oh, yeah yeah in yeah the LA folks but I don't want you know I've talked about the film The Founder I don't want any like plot where you know the guys doing business chicanery and uh, getting corrupt I want a story that starts with a nice guy with a dream and ends with a guy whose dream came true and who helps hurricane victims yeah that's Master Smack there's no, no drama yeah why do movies have to have drama why can't they be just a bunch he, of nice stuff he's <laughs> yeah. A lot of the wrestling house shows. Really? <laughs> yeah, buy a couch, get like a house ticket show for free. <laughs> Did you ever do that? I believe we did actually. Yeah, yeah. you bought a couch so you could get wrestling tickets. Yeah, no. What I, do you guys remember with Six Flags at, at least with Astroworld? Like if you brought in Coke cans, that oh, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. that is still a big promotional thing for them. I found Every a bunch. There's Flags. a video on YouTube of like a bunch of old Astroworld World commercials like strung together, and you could just see the evolution of Coke cans like. From when they used uh-huh. to be kind of squat, where they're like, bring a bring a recyclable sixteen ounce glass Coke bottle, uh, bring the mm-hmm. bottle cap, uh, to like the introduction of Diet Coke, to like mm-hmm. the introduction, and now it's whatever. like bring a thin millennial targeting uh, Diet, Diet Coke, Coke with a blood wild. orange can. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember that Pepsi. Okay, so as you guys probably know, Astroworld and Six Flags was a Coca Cola distributed. Yep. Okay. But Pepsi set up a bunch of stands where you could do the Pepsi challenge and win license to chill cards. Oh. Wow, that's really smart. And did you do the Pepsi challenge? Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is going to change everything. I got my first credit card and it didn't do dick. A license to chill card was a Pepsi oriented credit card? It was like, it was like a car, c- coupon card where if you scanned it at certain places like Blockbuster Music Plus... You would get a dollar off like a tape. Wow. So it looked like Van Halen's right now would play when you scanned it. (laughs) So it looked like a credit card, but it was just a discount. It was a coupon. Yeah. Oh, and the cool thing about Astroworld 2 was it pumped music out. That's what right now, Van Halen's right now. I was like, yeah, I remember being like, they played this nine times. I remember hearing live a bunch. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Did you see concerts? At, because the Astroworld no. also a big concert venue. No, Astro uh, Arena was. So I'm reading here the Southern Star Amphitheater. 
Do you know what that is? Vaguely, yes. So it seems it was a uh, it was in the cor- southeast corner of Astroworld. I'm just looking from the Wikipedia here in 1980. In the venue, I think there were a lot of different performers that came there. This venue was frequented uh, frequented by performers including Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. Oh I man, see. early days. The early days. Jimmy frequently playing Astroworld. He apparently is associated with every different theme park we ever go to. He's regular at Church Street Station. <laughs> he has an, uh, he has his footprint over all these places. So I think this was before you were obviously going there. Yeah, look, man, if uh, <laughs> if uh, back in the days when I went to Astroworld a lot, if uh, the music wasn't either Kiss, uh, The Offspring, or Live, I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that it makes was sense. In the mix. <laughs> oh yeah, man, throwing copper. That was all. Nineteen ninety four was the best year of music ever. <laughs> Did you throwing copper? Did you go to a, like a Lollapalooza or something? No, I went to Buzzfest. What was Buzzfest? Buzzfest was like the bullshit alternative music of like 1998. Okay. You mean like Matchbox 20 and stuff? Marcy no, it was Playground. Worse. It was like, I don't even remember a band. It was like like pre-Hoobastank bands. Mm-hmm. Huh. No, but then the best show I ever went to was Skinnerd, Steve Miller, <laughs> Survivor Bad Company and Sticks. And Damn, this was wow. by Astroworld? No, this was just Oh, you're just yeah, telling us just about a concert, concert you went to? No, well he asked me like oh, what okay. concert. Yeah, no, he This look. is your making Jason furious here. Yeah, well, concert no, talk I wasn't on the sure. Podcast. Uh, I, well, uh, it was the first <laughs> time I ever did acid. So I, What? Uh, whoa, what? really? How, yeah. What happened? Yeah, I was 15. I've never at the done show. drugs before. <laughs> I was 15 at the show, and I was like, "Hey, you want some?" And I was like, "Yep." And then I woke up in Freebird with a cape. <laughs> Whoa, really? <laughs> and that's all I remember. You were on the stage. You yeah, were singing I, it. I have found the lineups for Buzzfest. If you're interested, let's hear it. Uh, look up Buzzfest '98. Yeah. What number? Okay, '98. Mm-hmm. Here we go. No, wait. '96. No, '96. '96. Okay. Um, here are the bands: Gravity Kills. Which I believe they were on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Soundtrack, if I'm, I'm, I'm correct. <laughs> Twenty Two Brides. There's a band called Atticus Finch. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I remember. <laughs> yeah, Atticus. Atticus Finch. Weird choice. Weird, Weird choice. choice for a uh, there's name. a band called God Lives Underwater. Uh, there's a band called The Hunger. Lush. There's a band called Lush. Modern English. The Nixons. Modern English. What? <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, the Nixons. Yep, I remember. But that uh, was a big draw. Poe. Too much joy and the toadies. I think oh, I, I like the toadies. I know the toadies. All yeah. right, finally we made it. But not to... uh, Dexter Freebish, right? Uh, not the band, band that got it. And named after the, the, for the, the roller, coaster roller coaster. I remember from... having to pay older dudes ten dollars because I was like fifteen, but I looked like twelve to buy me beer. Oh, really? Like for five dollar beer. And how old were you again? 15 or 14. Wow. So you were making those transactions back then. Yeah. Man, mm. you were doing cool grown-up stuff in 14 and 15. Can I, I be um, another decade before I had a beer? <laughs> <laughs> it's against the rules. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to use this to transition into, you were talking about uh, cool soundtrack, uh, Mortal Kombat, correct? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, um, uh, another film of the mid-90s with a cool soundtrack, Batman Forever. Of course. And there was a Batman Forever stunt show, as we mentioned. And the stunt show, among many other 
I watched a video of the stunt show. It seemed like a great one. I don't know if you went. Uh, I did it. Uh, it's fantastic. It's got a, a really good, uh, you know, Houston actor pretending to be the Jim Carrey Riddler. Uh, it, but like, and like amazing, like inflatable sets that that Nigma uh, brain stealing machine is like not on this dock set, and then it like explodes out of a box uh, in an inflatable fashion. It's really cool. But one cool facet of the show is that they use the Batman Forever soundtrack which of course has you uh, 2 uh, mm-hmm. hold me kiss, kiss me, me uh, hold me thrill me kiss me, me kill, kill me. me yeah 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 uh, uh, and and you know the the obviously the the famous song kiss from a rose and i just want to well, play Well see i feel like i'm going to debate that mm-hmm. i feel like kiss me kill me hold me thrill me oh. was the bigger song at the time maybe they were both like the two biggest songs of that I game. Think we can tell. Like a, I think I can look this up and see what they charted. My uh, music teacher, we had a, this was a thing they would make us do. We would get like these music school music magazines and he's like, we're going to deconstruct a popular song and this month it's Kiss from a Rose. Deconstruct. Like, like talk about mm-hmm. like, here's the medley and here's the bridge and here's the blah, blah, blah. Oh. And then he also did that with, um, I believe I could fly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so, and <laughs> well, the 90s we, soundtrack rates. Yeah. There's all of these weird, this is bringing up weird memories of like, we taught, we said the Pepsi challenge. We did a few days of science class in fourth grade doing the Pepsi challenge <laughs> and talking about how soda is made and the construct. We also, that same teacher had us vote for the new color M&M. Like we would do all these weird corporate ties with like lessons. lessons. It makes a lot of sense. He's now the that first I know influencer. You. Yeah. I picked right. I picked blue and we still love the blue M&M to this you day. Feel like you, you caused it yourself. Yeah. You, did you uh, debate uh, to let the Trix Rabbit ha- finally have the cereal in the class? Uh, <laughs> uh, I believe that was always my stance, that if we just let these creatures have a bowl of cereal or two, they would calm the fuck down. Would, would you I say, thought the free market should have decided if Trix Rabbit got its <laughs> cereal. Pay for it, Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, Very interesting. So, so I, I, want, I just want to play really fast. This is from the beginning of the Batman Forever. I don't want to get the name wrong because it's one of those good. Uh, oh, the Batman Forever Water Stunt Spectacular. Water Stunts. Uh, so at the beginning of the show, the audience is settling in and they're giving a couple safety warnings. And they, you can tell they want to kick off the show with a, a clip from the Batman Forever soundtrack. But then they have more announcements they have to play so it leads to, to this take a listen please assist those now entering the facility by sliding into the middle of your section filling in every available seat thank you additionally the cast and crew of batman would like to thank you <laughs> did you catch that bye wait uh hold on one uh, one minute seal stay bay seal i've looked up quick by i've looked up the chart positions and kiss from a rose is the bigger song don't get me wrong it was a better song too i just remember at the time mtv was playing the youtube video mm-hmm. more than but maybe you just like to rock out a little harder with you too no i liked Seal because I knew this song could come in handy one day. Mm-hmm. What do you K- mean? Kiss from Rose was played. I knew what your... sex was in eighth grade. Oh well, I didn't. I wasn't sure. Wait, did you use it for seduction purposes? No, but just I knew down the road. No, I will say when this, I was in college, this this is a thing that I was kind of unearthed a few years ago because uh, my girlfriend Lindsay will often like talk about how I 
uh, won't admit to like having crushes or anything that I have like no like I try to like I don't know like wipe that part out of my memory or my history but I will say I remember that the first time I ever really had like a crush on an actress it was for sure Nicole Kidman from Batman Forever like mm-hmm. that's a that's burned into my brain sure well, you'll be happy to hear Dr. Chase Meridian is in the Snut Show. <laughs> oh. It's not Nicole, but uh, oh, okay. Uh, but uh, she works as, as an avatar. I guess I am really more attracted to Chase than Nicole because Chase is a, so, a, a totally different character. She's very smart. She's, she's very smart. Very learned. But she does love. She likes bad boys. Yeah, she <laughs> loves bad boys. She loves the car because chicks dig the car. And she also loves like grabbing those rubber muscles. <laughs> Which is a thing she does in the movie. Oh, she I, reaches up and yeah, because this was this is the Batman. Uh, this is Schumacher Batman with yes. the big old uh, uh, chests and big old cod pieces. Right, not the nipples nips. yet. Not nips till Batman and Robin. Right, that was. Hey, an can we all admit Val Kilmer is an underrated Batman? I think so. I say so. Val Kilmer sure. rules. Like uh, I like. I Val think Kilmer. he's the best Bruce Wayne there's ever been. Yeah. yeah. Because well, Clooney's distracting. Maybe. Well, no. Why would you even? We all know. He's barely that in bad. it as Bruce Wayne. No, um, as Batman the best forever. Bruce Wayne. Okay, wait. No, it's Keaton. But never mind. But <laughs> he's not. Say. He's not bad, is what you're saying, yeah. and should be kept. Uh, it's also a movie that I like, but is maybe not the best movie in the world. So maybe the material. If he was in a movie with maybe some better dialogue, he would have yeah. popped a little kiss, bit kiss, more. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, Salt and Sea. Like, sure. There's some 2000 Mo stuff Gruber. that he's great in. Oh, sure. Gruber, yeah. yeah. I, I, this is you talk about uh, the goofy movie. Uh, Batman Forever is one of those. It might be horrible. I don't know, but I, it's impossible for me to unravel it from how much I loved it when it oh, came yeah. out. So many times. I will never be able Just to make, totally remove my experience. McDonald's from, cups that I still have, the glass McDonald's cups of the characters, and yeah. like every every time there would be a Batman movie, it would be Batman Summer, Batman Fever. Like you go to McDonald's and you'd feel like you were eating Batman. <laughs> so uh, this that is. is your sacrament that is your church oh yes uh, you're taking the away for my quarter pounder that had a little bat symbol you on had it to or eat something. it in because if you remove the sacrament from the mcdonald's it's not batman anymore <laughs> it's just like yes. the body of christ take this gray meat it is the body of batman <laughs> this actually just reminded me of a weird story i remember growing up uh my parents my mom was sick for a couple years in junior high like there was something they couldn't tell what's wrong she ended up going to mayo clinic she was fine. She, she ended up being fine. But they were doing a lot of testing, and they're like, they were still kind of keeping me and my brother out of the dark. And they were like, hey, we're going to go to a normal doctor's visit, and which was weird that they said it that way. Um, <laughs> why don't you guys go to a, the movies? Why don't you go? And then we were like, okay, cool. So we saw Batman Forever for like the fourth time. Uh-huh. And then my dad stopped by and he was like look we're still at the doctors go to another movie so we saw apollo 13 and then we saw the trans uh power rangers movie and then he was like look just go one more movie so we saw batman forever again <laughs> and we were wow. like yeah this was the best day ever while my parents were like chasing mortality Jesus. <laughs> yeah everything ended up being fine but like the worst day for my parents life was probably like my favorite day ever wow can you imagine if today 
you were stuck in a movie theater and had to see four in a row. It would I be couldn't a choose one. I would just play with the claw machine for eight hours. Sure. There's no bigger nightmare. As long as I guess we'll go USA. see. You were never really here again. <laughs> I got... This is so totally weird how my brain just did this. But you said... Batman Forever Again, and I imagined the movie Batman Forever Again that doesn't exist. <laughs> That's just That's the same characters. Name. And I was like, whoa, I want to see Batman Forever Again. <laughs> I like the idea of splitting off specific sequels into separate cinematic yes. universes. Yes. Uh, something that is almost only tested by National Lampoon's Christmas <laughs> Vacation 2 Uncle Eddie's Island Adventure. Yes. Well, don't forget the rise of Taj, Van Wilder. But that's still, that's a spinoff of a character, but it could still, there wasn't a different Van Wilder, was there? Was there a Van Wilder too? I think Van Wilder had graduated. Oh, I see. Is the vacation movies just in a, a multiverse? And like Clark and Ellen are the same constant? But like that's why how you explain Rusty it's and, in the same multiverse, mm-hmm. but it's in different dimensions. It's sort of like how um, uh, uh, Judy Dench is M in some of the James Bonds, no matter how many James Bonds there mm-hmm. are. And Michael Go is Alfred, and it's the same uh, yeah, for four different Batman, Batman movies. movies. Huh? See, I'm a nerd. Yeah, you can yeah. you can do this stuff. Yeah, you can hang with us. Anyway, yeah, yeah all the vacation movies are their Give own separate book. universe. And which one would you most, if you were stuck in one, if you were stuck in a vacation verse, which one is like the most uh, pleasant to? Which which if you were like related to which set of Griswolds, which one would you stick with? Probably Christmas because the European one is just spooky as shit. It's very That's unpleasant. That's a weird movie. I don't want to hear that Dr. John song about new looks ever <laughs> oh, again. Oh, God damn it. I- it. That plays every day in a constant loop in that multiverse. Here's a weird uh, fact about me. The first vacation movie I ever saw was Vegas I Vacation. Knew that too, yeah, I saw that coming. I have a lot of ev- affection for Vegas Vacation. Yeah, I like that too. Um, How come? We just saw it. I think we saw it like. A couple times. It was one of those movies. I think it was on HBO every day. Yeah, yeah. it was like a, a VHS release it. when it was just like everyone mm-hmm. just always had new release VHSs or and rentals or whatever. We it's definitely the- not as bad as it w- would be today. <laughs> like, yes, the version of it that would come out today would be unbelievably bad. It would be entire. You could tell that Sid Caesar section uh-huh. in it that they just like let him. He's a comedy legend, so let's just let him do too many takes and be too broad and go too nuts, which is how every movie is now mm-hmm. with people who are not comedy legends. Mm-hmm. Just there, uh, let this play out for 25 minutes. That is what happens. But Sid, see that Sid Caesar death is uh, very funny. That is funny. Uh, Wallace Shawn, great little uh, yeah, oh, like I just enjoyed thing. him in book. What I'm calling book trip because I can't remember the name of the <laughs> book club movie. Okay, I, I'm gonna still call it book trip. Real quick, uh, so how do you guys get to two hours every episode <laughs> <laughs> with tight, concise analysis? I was of great ab- attractions. I was about to just launch into a big Wallace Shawn chunk, uh, but I don't, we, we won't do that. Uh, that is conversely, I have never seen Princess Bride. Oh, wow. I don't either. Uh, uh, yeah, I just that Crazy. is like my goofy. Like you were saying, you didn't see the Goofy movie until okay, recently. I just don't. Princess Bride, the fucking Goofy movie. Have well, at a certain <laughs> point, it just hits so mass saturation. People would say the lines where, like, to the point of like, holy Monty Python, the Holy Grail, where it's like, God, stop saying the fucking lines. Um, yeah, that yeah. didn't happen with the Goofy movie. The Goofy mo- movie came out, and then Twitter happened last year. 
and people just started talking about it. I, mean, I completely I forgot it's, it existed. It's a lot of our culture is, is uh, millennial. Certain age range of millennials are hitting disposable income level of adulthood, and so uh, uh, culture manufacturers are like, "Yeah, we'll shove out some Disney afternoon merchandise. Hell yeah!" Millennials will buy like Goofy movie merch, but they won't spend eight dollars on a buffet. Hey, I didn't think we had enough time to properly enjoy you the buffet on my time. lunch break. You said it was $8. I and thought it was, like, it was more. Is so I have one more Astroworld story if you want to hear it. Yes, please. No, yeah. I think we'll turn our backs from you, money. We haven't even gotten to Marvel yet. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh, well, well, then let's, we're, all, all right. we're all vibrating let's to talk about that. Let's get back on track. Here we go. All right. I have one last Astroworld memory that just, you know, a lot of this stuff is just flooding back. But there was one instance at Astroworld that changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the recording booths where you and friends can record a song yes. together? Yes. Like, and they, you get a cassette tape? Sure. So me and three of my buddies, my, some of my best friends, we did one. We did Metallica's one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we were like, the whole time, we were like, this is pretty good. <laughs> This is pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to quit football, start playing drums, and we're going to start a band. Oh. And that affected the next two years of my life. Whoa. Really? Because Whoa. you were in spot. You thought, like, we're fucking kicking ass yeah. at this Metallica one. This wow. is how Which, now, here get back. How goddamn stupid that do was. Do you have it? Again, there's a shit that oh, might be in my parents' we bar. We want to hear your cover of Metallica's One. The, uh, a version that presumably does not include drums because they did not give you a tiny drum set to no, fit in the recording No, we're just singing booth. acapella, but they, they put the instrumental version. Mm-hmm. So you would hear the acapella track in your headphones and sing with it? No, there was no guiding track. No. What? It was just the recorded song? It was just like, no, it was just the instrumental. I see. Yeah, so... And you then you're you're here in this recording and like man I'm pretty good at drums lot yeah. better wow uh, that's insane so then that caused you to now you've now you feel like you don't have drive now are your parents mad at you I feel like no I might not know. so much that but they were like you're not you have no musical ability and I was like yeah well I'm still gonna do it yeah and I, you bought a drum set and bought stuff? a drum kit did two years of drum lessons tried to had one show. It's just one. So Awful. you never got good at drums? No, I was terrible. And how hardcore were you practicing? Like almost every day. Really? Yeah. But it got you into the arts. Incredible drive. If I had uh, no ability. I don't have a drum set, but if I did, you couldn't... I could pl- play like some, but like and I never got any wow. better. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You didn't yeah. play the Southern Star Amphitheater. The damn leader kids never made it. You were not there with Scott Bayo and the TV Stars Tour brought to you by Pizza Hut. <laughs> we were not. Huh? <laughs> I missed that, that. That's in the string of Astro World commercials. Pizza Hut sponsored a music series. So it's like this Friday, Scott Bayo and the TV Stars Tour. Next Friday, Wolfman Jack. Oh, uh, man. And then just a bunch of country you know lifers country music lifers who i never heard of you would just see on friday nights at astro world yeah so astro world was big for me and then uh i was crushed when i found out in 2005 i was living in la that they closed it down to create parking for the rodeo this yes. is the dullest reason yeah. that, something, that anything ever but that closed. parking is worth a fortune and yeah. like the rodeo you don't fuck around with the rodeo but so the, the rodeo is only Sometimes during once the year, month, yeah, once, yeah, but like it's that five, crucial. Yes, it's once a year, like five, yeah, for five weeks. 
like a four wow. or five weeks. It's like a like a fair, but even it's like shorter. The Olympics or something. We're willing to like demolish things for this one oh, event. Oh, totally. I well, mean, that's what reading about the closing. It seemed like they thought like this is an incredibly valuable piece of property. We're going to close it and sell it for a fortune. We're going to sell it for a hundred fifty million dollars, and then they sold it for half that much, and that oh, led to the guy in charge being fired from the from I think the but six flags between the football and you know the rodeo which I mean football again it's only like 12 dates a year I mean yeah but, wow and I think six flags it was not making money and was, no one was going yeah it didn't seem like it was due it wasn't one of the best six flags I think I read it was like number uh, it was eight the best. or something <laughs> uh, <laughs> throw well, basketball at him there is an argument to say that it's the best because of a certain character yeah, you know, let's to not end on a bummer note. Yeah, the, the sadness of the park disappearing. Let's go backwards to the glory days, to the to early the Six Flags days when Astro World was home to a marvelous man named Marvel McFay. Do you know about one, Marvel McFay? No. Nick? One of the greatest <laughs> discoveries I think we've made doing this podcast. I had I had no knowledge of this, and. Now I have all the knowledge of it. Now it is like one of the best things I think we've come across. Want to explain Marvel McFay? Let me uh, show uh, Nick here. Do you have a microphone? Okay. So he he was an original character uh, made for Astro World. Marvel McFay and his enchanted animals. Um, oh shit, that's him? Yeah. Uh, he is a big bearded man with a gigantic hat. Uh, it's very found like- out through doing research, a couple sources say that he was designed uh, as were the animals by Disney legend Raleigh Crump, a uh, uh-huh. longtime Disney Imagineer. Um, yeah, and Marvel McFane is an enchanted animals where walk around characters in big suits you get your pictures taken with, and they put on a show. And I, it's an incredibly catchy song. Anybody yeah, have so I remember who that guy was. Song. Just, you saw him around. He was like still up on merch or t-shirt. Like was he walking around? He yeah, went I'm throw a basketball at him. <laughs> All right, so here's the song. Oh, boy. Uh, it's just wonderful. Yep. like the restaurant and like different oh, times okay wow he yeah because he it is. makes a lot of sense why that didn't play well 
in 90s Houston, Texas. <laughs> sure. Well, I think it went away in 84 or late 80s as they started folding in more of the Warner Brother of the Looney Tunes. Once the stuff. Looney Tunes were around. Yeah. They, but Pac-Man seems to have lived in harmony with Marvel McFay. Yeah. I think they were all running around together. Pac-Man was apparently running Those. around too. Uh, there was a great picture from like a Remembrances of Astro World article and you, it's just these 70s teens early 20s something with big hair and they were the cast and i'm just like well all of these houston theater kids were definitely hooking up with each other there's no doubt about that <laughs> you marvel marvel mckay's uh, wonderful animals were hooking up with each other i would marvel. assume apparently marvel mcfay's head and hat combination there was like a a one of the stories was like yeah this teenage girl was he she was uh, one of the people who would do marvel mcfay and the head and hat combination is 30 pounds yes, alone I saw just that. sitting on your shoulders so hey, if you don't do anything at astral world that's not dangerous it's not worth it <laughs> that's a good point it's in uh, keeping with the philosophy but like the costumes i think look great these are like great designs great instantly designs. lovable characters i didn't even like stare at each of them but i lo- i love them just on quick sight so much there is a mouse uh, that I found a photo of. Uh, I, think, I think it's Pierre Lerat, who is French. Yes. And I found a little still where he has a caption underneath, and it says, Mon Dieu, time for a cheese break. I it's found the, that as well. Most adorable, delightful thing. Did you find the one about the pig? Uh, uh, oh, wait, what is the pig? Oh, so, so, I have, so I found a list, a, a, a one sheet about all the animals. Great. Uh, it says, here come the animals. Astroworld has them all. Uh, and it says, like, it's... Uh, furry ones, fuzzy ones, animals that snip, snarl, and smile, all just for fun. You'll meet Astro World animals at every turn, so jump in and join the fun with Astro World animals. They're just for you, <laughs> just to make you happy. <laughs> so, Do you have their names? Predating yes, furries. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it's very like, this is all very low res. Uh, f- so it's uh, Samantha, she's a skunk. Uh, sneak a flower or two from Samantha, the sweet-smelling skunk at the something I can't read in Children's World. Uh, there's Nero the lion. There's Goldie the gorilla. There's Beethoven who... I, I have a remember. list without some of these. There was tons of these. There's it tons. couldn't even fit it all in one list. There's uh, Flopper. Now, there's also Winston, who is not a punk rock dog. <laughs> like other Winstons. A wolf. And then there's Pierre I have his name as Pierre Reynard Lerat. Oh. See, I got a question for you. Did every, like, Six Flags do this? Because I always remember Astroworld being a step above other standard, like, theme parks. Like, they were trying to Disney-fy it. They were trying to go before the Six Flags. Sure, sure. Like, But it seems like even when it first started, they were trying to put in extra effort. Like, the outdoor air conditioning, the air conditioning pipes that ran underneath the park and would blow cold air into the lines and the garden. I haven't been to every Six Flags, but I think Astroworld is better than every Six Flags. I think so. Because it was like... Uh, ha- not an ill attempt at trying to be Disneyland. Yeah, I mean the Alpine sleigh ride looks very similar to Matterhorn Mountain. There was They're Rio trying theming with the that. Rio you know? Mysterio yeah. looks a little like the Jungle Cruise. Um, even park, just having the characters, <laughs> even just having like themed like, characters like this, yeah. that costs money That's to fun. record the song and have people play these characters in that heat. Uh, Creating a mythology, any theme park that did that, and and it also, I think you uh, you may have said 
and it texted me that Raleigh Crump was also involved in these things, the trolls at Magic Mountain. In the 70s, there was a similar set of psychedelic sort of Sid and Marty Croft adjacent characters named the trolls. Um, and this uh, this is another thing I feel like is lost in the Venga boyification of Six Flags. <laughs> yeah. These like delightful little psychedelic worlds, I think, are so charming and it's a, this specific little world you could only go to there what um, was that word you said though um which one the i said Ven- a lot of words Vengabusification. Yeah. yeah if there's here, any syndrome i'm most upset about in this world here's that? another that's the song that the we old man lo- dances to the, the, the like venga to boys the venga bus is coming oh, okay. ah. it is not axel i thought it was like fully i thought it was frog. a conglomerate that took over six flags and oh. Is, oh, oh no homogenizing no. like them. a westfield type organization yeah. no no they are their own already Does homogenizing Part? No, I bet someday no, they'll start yeah. to take over Six Flags. I bet as as time goes on. I found a caption picture, uh, and it's uh, Marvel and one of the characters, and it just says, "Okay, Marvel, hand her over. The fl- frog legs are mine." And I don't have any context <laughs> for that. Let me see it. it. But it's a lion. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lion, and then there's another one with the pig, and it says, uh, "That damned pig is too much of a ham for me." <laughs> See, I think you guys would have dug 70s, 80s Houston. It was just bright colors. It was trying to get people there. The Astros had rainbow jerseys. You've seen them. Oh, yes. You're retro uh, because you have a hat from every era of the Astros. And the retro hats are wonderful. Those old logos and the old. We haven't said, I don't think, the Astroworld logos are fantastic. Tweet some of those. Here's Marvel and Friends riding the Texas Cyclone. Oh, it's Uh, so McDonald-Landy. drawing. It's very McDonald-Landy, very HR Puffin stuff. (laughs) <laughs> they're all, all their, necks, their are, necks are all drooping they're all heading for concussions here is a creature it's just captioned hey hey marvel mcfay i don't even know it looks like a corn man he looks like or an some... unpainted mayor mccheese yes. yes it's just raw bread uh and i also there's a lion who i think is named lester lion and look at that it's wearing an astro's hat just like our buddy nick mundy yeah. yeah so there's nero the lion and lester lion maybe that's nero i don't know is it isn't does he well, look they like tried. they did do a good job of all this branding but they tried oh Oh, that's a different lion. That's, that's different Nero. Lion. That's Nero the lion. Yeah, this one is he's orange. So he's Houston Astros orange. So uh, he's different, I guess. One of <coughs> Lester became a baseball player, and Nero quit to play Metallica covers for two years. <laughs> um, uh, did you come pets. across uh, Percy? Both are happy. <laughs> Percy <laughs> the nice. Penguin. Um, he's on my list. I don't he's know anything cute. about him. Well, he's the only animal in the park wearing a black tuxedo. Is what it says about him. Hmm. Fun fact. <laughs> the only one. I what I like. This just feels like a real half-assed, not half-assed, but like just a real bad attempt at making Disneyland. Like, hey, how can we advertise this guy? Hey, he's wearing a tuxedo. Ha ha! What a what a weird thing. They are. It's hard to have dense mythologies when the characters are not in dozens of animated shorts. I admire anybody's attempts because, like, this <coughs> assignment is passed down from some corporate mucky muck. To like, we need a Mickey Mouse. Think no, it's right. This time it was like Roy Hoffines. It was just like some old cowboy just trying to. Give me, so a, yeah, give me a pig to, and a lion and a skunk, damn it. I don't, don't want to go to California. The way to find Marvel McFay stuff, there's not a lot of great archives up, but there's a lot of video collages online with all these pictures, one of which ended with like a very 
charming like video of what was clearly like a gathering of people who used to do that show and they're just sitting around drinking beer and the music comes on and everyone cheers and the one guy can still do the full dance and like people give a round of applause at the end and i felt like moved watching this sure. like in the same way of people talking about their memories of when the park closed because it's so rare for like a whole theme park to not just close but be demolished unless there's a natural disaster or a massive financial yeah. quagmire like hard rock park yeah, this is a rare closure that's yeah, not for some that wasn't in the first year to right. make it like 40 years and then be done strange were you sad when it happened it was weird it mm-hmm. felt like oh that sucks but yeah. I'm also in California to make my dreams come true. Yes. Yeah. You would so be a you're fish not, to fry. Unlike us, you're not primarily concerned about theme park happenings at places that you can't regularly go to. But now, no. Now I'm just thinking about Am I Astro World? Hmm. Is my dream now? I'm just. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're gonna shut down. Because, well, we'll all be in the ground one day. Yeah, we'll all just be like parking, parking lots, lots for yes. the rodeo, the Houston Rodeo <laughs> Livestock Show. Um, also, no, I, yeah, it was it was weird, but it was also like. Oh, yeah, I hadn't been there since, like, I was 17. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, hey, so, so you got to grow up. What Here's an image of Marvel without his head, uh, or, like, you can take the head off. Like, the body is still moving. and take, oh, yeah, It looks scary. like a trick. That's fun. Um, what I think the problem was, the biggest problem I think Astroworld had, like, in hindsight, was it wasn't owned by the people for a while who owned the Astros. If they could have done, like, a double header thing, like that would have been better like oh buy buy a couch get a ticket yeah (laughs) (laughs) was was there any correlation ever between the astros besides this lion wearing this hat i think originally it was it was all hoffines created both yeah and everything was astro related okay then and then it just kind of split it off split off sure because i think uh just looking at it they they had astro world for like a year and they're like oh we don't know what we're doing and then (laughs) they sold it off Right. Oh, interesting. Um, a real quick back because uh, I all I want to talk about is Marvel McFay. <laughs> yeah. Well, quick point. Maybe you guys had the same thought. Marvel McFay looks like he is related to Dreamfinder. Yeah, he looks very Dreamfinder. And he predates like, Dreamfinder. Yeah. He predates Dreamfinder, and he's he looks like well, he's his cousin, or he looks like <laughs> he's his brother. We're done with you. Thanks for that's a wrap on Nick. Uh, so I'm just I'm wondering if he was any sort of like if they saw the Marvel and they. they Do you know liked. who Dreamfinder is Nick? No. From Epcot, that's the thing I forget that we're to, we're talking to this audience of <laughs> people. As of course, let's go straight into Dreamfinder. He's like a guy who flew around in a magic flying machine at Epcot Center. He's a different magical man from theme parks. It was Here, a big like seventies, eighties sort of thing. <laughs> but he isn't quite as his hair isn't as red. But like he's this guy. You've seen this guy before. Yeah, that looks familiar. Yeah, Figment. He was. I remember Figment. Fig. I had a Figment doll. Thing. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I think about Marvel. Which is McFay. why did they ever make a Figment movie or know, TV show? No. There's That's a comic a, though. What do you think we're yeah, all going for volumes. with this uh, podcast? That's why we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, give us the rights, please. Us uh, some podcast. Uh, um, here's what I what I think about Marvel McVeigh is that I I immediately like all this, and sometimes I'm not 
charmed by some set of theme park characters I didn't grow up with, but I think these guys are a step above. It's great design, incredible song, wonderful song. That's like a that, that's like a Nilsson song. Yeah. I think that is so well done. It's got that nice little 70s bounce. It reminded me of the song Girl that Davy Jones sure. sings on the Brady Bunch. Uh, excellent song. Maybe my favorite theme park song that, that we've that we found in yeah, any that I didn't know already. I've been singing it for two days now. Yeah. Like in my head. But so I while I like this a lot, I'm relieved that I didn't grow up in Houston, because if I grew up in Houston and was aware of these characters, I think I today would be the full time unpaid uh, <laughs> uh, editor of the Marvel McFay GeoCities fan site. <laughs> I think all I would do is archive this. stuff. I feel like I dodged a bullet by not being born, by not being six in like 1974. Four, uh, whenever Marvel was running around, your hero Marvel McFay. Yeah, I would have because like because and they feel so much like the Rock of Fire explosion or the the uh, uh, the Chuck E. Cheese characters. It would have been a uh, awful alternate, uh, another uh, much worse multiverse. I would have been a much worse Rusty or Audrey. Do, uh, I'm do too you, obsessed with Marvel McFay. Do you think Six Flags owns the Marvel McFay rights? Well, that's what mm. I was wondering. How much could we get the Marvel McFay rights? Yeah, can we buy for, Marvel McFay? Them. Good like, question. It might be dirt cheap. It probably, yeah. Like, hmm. I'll put a couple hundred bucks to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody has I any mean, info on the rights, please DM us. Sure. I All wonder. Right, we'll start licensing him for things. <laughs> if I just grow my hair out, I could probably be him. I wonder Just if we can find. Hair. We should all play him at a different, different, <laughs> different times. Like how Dreamfinder was played by different people. Oh sure. No, I'm uh, I'm uh, Pierre Larat all the oh, way. Okay. Oh, I'll we have to buy a whole set of the, the characters room. then. Samantha yeah. Skunk, Lester Sheridan's Lion. Pig. <laughs> well, there's Piggly. There's Chiquito Pig. There's Harpo Pig. I'm just realizing I had the list of names. I thought I didn't oh, have did. the list. I have the... Because they're all in the image. Oh, do Nick, you... we all wrote down the list of the Marvel McFay characters. Aren't you proud of us? <laughs> <laughs> Does it make sense that we, instead of like devoting time to like roller coasters, we were all like, let's find the names of the pig and let's find yeah, the names of the Yeah, we got through the, the roller coaster stuff because you guys got scared how dangerous they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just wanted to... I might hurt it. my neck just hearing about it. But we wanted to be basically. We didn't want to go on rides. We just wanted to have friends, animal friends, <laughs> enchanted animal friends. Yeah. What? So you guys just <laughs> from d- far don't go away. to water parks to like hang out on top of them? No, we would never <laughs> no. do that. If you have any information about how uh-huh. we three guys can get the rights to either write the Figment movie or <laughs> yeah. uh, on a much smaller scale, uh, just own Marvel McFay and lease yeah. them to local pizzerias and massage parlors. <laughs> the the uh, intellectual property of Marvel yeah. McFay is like buried the paperwork is buried in a file somewhere like get a massage God. also if you get ever got a massage you well massage got... envy is part of a that national chain is part of a massive scandal right now so they'll need well, to clean up their image we don't need if to... they don't shut down what entirely. better way than marvel mcfay <laughs> if, if we're making apologies uh if i ever if you ever felt a penny drop on you on a water slide my bad. We're just, it was just for fun. But what's if, the fun in that? What is the gimmick there? They're going and you dropping a penny on them while they're going down a water you slide. You do that? Yeah. So you're just annoying people. Yeah. It's just playing, you know, you know, funs. 
You don't have any recollection of uh, dropping a penny, it picking up so much speed that it sliced the whole person in half. We were on top of them. Like, imagine, like, (laughs) me straddling your head right now from the couch. I I I have to imagine it's going to happen if this podcast (laughs) goes any longer. I feel like there are worse stories you're not even telling us. No, that was... those are Patreon exclusives. Yeah, well, when we get the Patreon, well, really like, there'll be a whole 45 minutes of you telling us just how you, like, dunked a kid in a toilet at Astro World. I never did that. <laughs> you and that racist baseball player from last year's series. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, that's, you're oh, asking for a lot far, of basketballs too in the face. Too far, Jason. <laughs> No, he's not going to talk the rest of the afternoon. Monday's retiring episode. from speaking. He'll be Uh-oh. the first guest who didn't say goodbye. Oh, no. Jason fucked up. What? It was shitty what he did. (laughs) No shit. City City needed to win. Look, City needed to win after that hurricane. We're all thinking. We've all been thinking about it. It had to be said. Uh, Yuli apologized and went through sensitivity draining. Just listen to the song. We will come down. They saved yeah, the kid in a wave pool. They say... What? You saved a kid in a wave pool? Was that at one of these parks? Yeah, this kid... Dra- he could. He just kept getting... Like, do you guys have wave pools? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the kid just couldn't get up, and I just... Like, and his mom was looking for him. What? Like, he just was like... The wave pulled just him kept... Up. Yeah, let him grab him. Whoa. Oh, that was nice. Well, that kid should thank you on Twitter, too. I probably dropped a penny on him later on. <laughs> so. Presumably. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, Nick Mundy, you survived podcast, The Ride. Thank you guys so uh, much. Where it's do not we... as scary as the rides I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My neck feels fine. Uh, if people want to thank you for saving their life or for uh, creating this uh, big time wasting podcast, uh, where can they find you? Well, they can check out my big waste of time podcast. Oh, yeah. The Team Tiger Awesome show. Just check it out where podcasts are uh-huh and you know two of the three hosts of this show have been on your podcast yes and one glaringly has not been now yeah, i don't think well, he's that helped whole his thing really help his, uh... <laughs> that's fine <laughs> isn't it funny right. that we scott and i were the heels at the start of this the biggest heels in your eyes and then at the end this guy did the biggest heel turn since uh those the double turn the steve austin bret hart match at wrestlemania 13 can you believe you didn't see it coming Yep, I'm still the baby face. You know, that's a lesson for we learned from comedy that if you if you end a show on a strong note, people forget any weak points from earlier in the show. Mm. What do you mean by that? Huh? <laughs> well, you do an improv. If the show ends strong, oh, okay. people forget like the times you, you were saying shit there earlier weak parts on. in the show. Uh, yeah, if your show uh, no. has weak parts, there'll be that it's a big if with us. Yeah, no, we this were not, really no, ending not strong. From this us. is doing the opposite. This of is that. a killer. Right. Two hours. You're just make, uh, accentuating all the other bad parts right now mm-hmm. with all your jibber jabber, nerd. You're giving people a bad taste on the the way out, and we maybe just need to demolish this episode right now and turn it into, into a parking, a parking lot, lot you know for I a think, rodeo. I think we should just keep listening to this yeah, you wonderful play song. Us out with ah, this. Hi, everybody. Play us out. Follow us at Podcast The Ride. And it's a 14-inning Astros game that we lost. Oh. Aren't you glad you spent it with us? Yeah. And old Marvel McFay. Well, now I am. Boo-doo-boo-boo. Boo-doo-boo-boo.